Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. This is episode 189. I'm your host, Mr. Lindenburn, a.k.a. Young Boy Dewitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang. And I need to go get it cut. It's in the building with my guy. It's just the two of us this week. See, last time it was Brooklyn. You had some family stuff. This time it's me and you. Brooklyn got some family stuff with my guy, Mr. Doom Doom. <laughs> Oh shit! You, he got the soundboard. Today. I got we good today, man. How you doing? How you doing, Doom, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good, bro. Just I living, see you got man. a fresh cut. I see you. You, yes, you ain't sir, like how I look on the new background. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I had to. I had to apologize to all the all the viewers, bro. I was out here looking crazy. I normally don't ever do that, so I had to go get the little chop. You know what I'm saying? But I feel you. That's how I, I feel. I'm right looking now. good. I'm feeling good. Ready feel for this that. week, man. Feel that, feel that. Not a lot, not a lot went down this week, but we do have a special guest coming on the show. We got rapper Divine Hippie. We're gonna talk to him about his new project, Concrete, uh, his collabs with Jalen Quinn and all of that, and a little later on in the show. And then we got to talk some sports, getting closer to the draft. But Doom, bro, did you see what was trending this week about the most successful rapper turned actor? I don't know why that was trending. I don't understand what Twitter was doing this week. I feel like they didn't have nothing to do. It's got to be Will Smith, huh? Or, or, or is that just like, man, see, oblivious? I was, cause like I feel like that's one of the obvious answers, but I think his his rap shit was post acting. No, Doom, it was before. Cause like he didn't, but <laughs> but did he have anything fire before he was summertime? The uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm about to cause he ain't he ain't fucking with Queen Latifah, man, Queen Latifah. And then it stopped like she was a real rapper and then she went on to be a real actor. Will Smith like she, won a Grammy she, before his acting shit. Man, that nigga is shitty <laughs> with the music, with the music. OK, so like, look, he had best rap parents just don't understand summertime, all of that before Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. All, all of right. that. That's what I'm saying. All like, right. what are we talking all about? Right. Girls ain't nothing but trouble like. I give him that only because his acting. He's so legendary in the acting world. That's what I'm saying. His acting outshadows all the other people act. But if if I had to put it, you know, I'm going Queen Latifah. Just Wait, you going Queen a... Latifah second? Yeah, nah, it gotta be. No, I'm not. I'm not on that. I'm Queen Latifah third. Behind who? Ice Cube. Oh, Behind man. Cube. But Cube rap. One, Cube, one, now you were talking series. about rap. Cube rap was series. not yeah not rap we can't we can't His, even yeah we can't play. And then we got rap. Friday the Friday but series outside of the Friday series. Come on man, are we there yet? Man, made a lot of money. It made that. a lot of money. I'm just <laughs> saying. Did. And did. then and then uh, what's the other thing he got? Boys in the Hood. Yeah. And Cube been in some other big that. movies. Hold on, I'm about to tell. I you. still like Queen Latifah over Cube. Though. See, I had her third. I had over Ice T. I had mine was I went um, Will Cube, Queen Latifah, and then Ice T. I was like, there was no way I was putting her over Ice T. Cube was in the 21 Jump Street movies, Ride Along, All About the Benjamins. Don't do that to Cube, man. He's yeah, Triple X. I, I think he just had them little family movies that was like, all right, I'm off of Cube. I feel you. <laughs> as far as in the Barbershop. Movie. Fire. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, he got to be number two. All right, I, I take you. I, I forgot he had all of that because Barbershop is classic. But classic, but I'm with you. I will put Queen Latifah third because Ice-T Law and Order has not beaten her. <laughs> yeah. But I do have Ice-T over Tupac and DMX. I do have him over them because I go Ice-T, then Pac, then X. Yeah. 
And speaking of DMX, RIP DMX. I know last time we talked For about real. it, it was like in the processes of happening. I'm pretty sure it happened when we when we knew when the false report came out, but they just wanted yeah. the family to announce it. If I yeah. had, if I had well, to guess, from what I from what I read into it a little bit, like pretty much he was in one of them situations where like he was still alive in the coma and stuff, but they did like one of those you know scans where you can see niggas brain activity oh there's a vegetable yeah it was like nothing nothing up there so the family had to make that decision like i mean i guess you can pray for a miracle and wait it out but he pretty much gone already so yeah feel you on that well yeah let's send yeah. prayers to the family for sure, take, for a, sure. take a little moment of silence real quick Prayers to DMX's family and everybody, all his supporters. I'm not going to even stunt. I'm not like the biggest X fan, so I'm not going to come in here and be like, his music like changed me or nothing. But I do acknowledge like one of the greatest. Yeah, same. Like, he, I never like, you know, I wasn't a huge stan or nothing like that. But DMX, one of those people where you know his music and you know that everybody else knows his music facts like you play up in here and you know universal no matter what crowd is in that room they gonna know that song is gonna get the 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 situation moving you know what i mean like he a legendary dude i say same thing with x gonna give it to you too yeah for sure like that should come on you know you know what that is and then maybe even what these bitches want too like that's a good one too exact classics man legendary that's a fact so, you know, shout out to all his fans out there. I know y'all going through it, but, you know, I, from what I've heard from people who are like real X fans, they are like, he better off now because like he was in pain here. So, you know, if that's the case, yeah. then, you know, but I know his family not doing well. I saw one of the one of his friends like post something that Shade Room posted. He was not doing well. Yeah, I could imagine, bro. Like I could tell just from his personality like especially like after he passed people were sharing a bunch of videos of him and just like the type of dude he was just as a person like not the fact that he was ex but he was like one of those people where whenever you needed something you knew he was the nigga to talk to you know what i'm saying and like whenever that person because i feel like every group of friends or every circle of family whatever whatever situation like you always got that one person that's like, all right, that person is the glue. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. keep all of us straight. And I feel like when you lose somebody like that, it could be it could be tough. And not not to mention his ex. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel that's a good comparison because like that got me thinking. Like when my grandma go, I don't know where we going. <laughs> like, I don't know where the yeah. fuck we gonna go. Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> that shit gonna be crazy. But yeah, what would you say your favorite X movie is? I would say it's probably because like I know more of his movies than anything. I like Belly. Belly. I see. I like Belly. Cradle to Grave. Him and Jet Li. That shit was cool. Yeah, I seen Jet Li tweeted about him too, man. Yeah, because Jet Li was, was cool. I didn't even know Jet Li had tweeted some shit about like how he was, you know, happy that he got the chance to work with X. Mm-hmm. My guy wasn't verified on Twitter before he tweeted that. They didn't have Jet Li verified. Like everybody was pissed that they didn't have Jet Li verified on Twitter. Like he tweeted about X and obviously that tweet went viral. So everybody under the replies was like, yo, Twitter, what's up with Jet Li? <laughs> and they verified my dog, man. Wait, DMX was in Romeo Must Die? See, I didn't know that. That's yeah. a classic too. That is. That's hard. That's super, super See, but hard. Belly is just, I don't know. It's something about Belly. I think just like the nostalgia Belly gave me. Mm. 
That's fair. You know Belly is hard. Just like that opening scene, the music dropping, the, the way. Yeah. yeah, I feel you on that. That shit is hard. But shout out to X. Yeah, I got Pac fourth doing that actor list. Pac gotta be fourth. Yeah. Classics. Classics. Yeah. Bro, I know we, this is like a couple weeks old. We ain't never talk about this. Why Summer Walker names her kid after a cartoon? And I felt like no, all the old podcasts, all like Joe Budden, Charlamagne, them could never talk about it because they didn't know what the fuck it was. And they were just like, oh, Princess Bubblegum, that's cool. Nah, nigga, that's a cut. She named her child after a cartoon, bro. That shit is. That's crazy. I didn't even know you that. You didn't happened. know that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that. Bro. That's she, fucking wild. And I saw like half the internet was laughing at her. Half the internet was like, oh, I guess this is cool. But like, if you know, it's like, bro, she named her after that Adventure Time Cartoon Network cartoon, the main yeah. character. If I'm yeah. London, I'm like, oh, I'm not letting you name my daughter after no fucking cartoon. That's like, that's her real. That's the like, real cartoon character name, dude, 100%. And that's her real child's name. See, that's. I mean, and I'll be getting where the celebrities be trying to take it, but you got to realize that your daughter is actually going to have to grow up Live with, with that, that yeah. name. You know what I mean? That's like, like Apple, like whatever stupid celebrity named their child Apple. That was a dumb one too. Yeah. And that, whatever. Yeah, I don't and, know. and Elon Musk ass with the X I I. But Elon just different. <laughs> Elon just different. Like Elon can do that. Cause you know, his, his son, <laughs> That nigga gonna grow up on Mars. It might be a whole different world. Everybody else gonna have that name too. <laughs> it has a whole different scenario. I can see that being like the Mars language, and you don't understand until that yeah, nigga old. <laughs> Elon, if he if Elon come to you say, "Yo, you going to Mars? You live with the first colony? You going?" Fuck no. <laughs> Just because I I watched that nigga say like the first people that settle on Mars, they expected them to die. Oh shit! Like he was basically like, "Yeah, nigga, you don't just move to another planet and have it all figured out. Like, there's gonna be people that die. You know what I'm okay, saying?" Okay, so let me rephrase. Okay, so let's say they send out like three trials of people, and then Elon finally got it right. He on his deathbed. Everything going on good. We older. You going? If they had it figured out, hell yeah. Mm. I would just for the fact that. I would want to be a part of that, like, because that would be some historic shit. You That's know what a I mean? fact. Like, like, as far as just like looking at the progression of human beings, period. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like eventually, even if it's not Elon and his little Mars plan, like, we got to do something. Get it. Yeah. yeah, we got to do something because I feel like the Earth ain't got forever left. I look, you, you know want to I mean? be one of them niggas that's like, because I watch too much anime. One of the niggas that stay on Earth, and as the Earth explodes, I'm like, ah. yeah. <laughs> Explode <with the> <laughs> I would, I would have to see what's up though, because I feel like, and I don't want to say my my real take on this podcast, but I would be curious on what Earth would look like if we got rid of certain people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you mean. Certain well, people. I can't. Yeah, you sounded like. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't go, go in the crazy. (laughs) I know some of the people go catch what I'm saying, but what if, let's just say, what if earth became Wakanda? Mm. Mm. What would, what would stuff look like? If we didn't have to worry about, you know, all the other problems in the world. Cause I feel like most problems in the world stem from money and racism. That's and if fact. we eliminate them too and, and figure out a balance, 
shit could be crazy, bro. You never know. I don't know if it would. This is fucked up, but like, I'm with you if you take the racism out. But like, the money, I don't know if the world would be fire. You know, it'd be we'd be very nature, very holistic. I don't know if we'd be making podcasts, dude. If the world, yeah, was yeah, well, yeah, it would money. definitely change. Other like, shit. Twitter wouldn't be popping. It wouldn't be yeah. lit. Niggas would. Oh, you crazy. If 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 the world was just a bunch of niggas, Twitter would be crazy. Twitter would be the most popping spot. Oh, man. It would be crazy. Oh, shit. That got me geeking. But yeah, I don't think I'd go to Mars. I'm going to be honest. I don't even want to go live on the fucking on the fucking space colony when they build all the fucking, like, machines and niggas living on the fucking machine. Yeah. Nah, bro, I ain't for none of that. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a just go out on the Earth. Unless would, it's like I, I 100%. I want to check it out. I would want to check it out. Like, I wish they would they would let you just be like, all right, I want to go on a little, you know, a little six-month vacation. Let me go see. See, I'd go if I could fly my own plane. Like, I want it to be that advanced to where, like, I could, you know, fly my own plane out there, park, land on some jets and shit. But if it's not yeah. on some jets and shit, and it's on some, like, oh, we're all riding in this craft to be the, the voyagers for Earth. Like, nah, yeah. nigga, that, that's how niggas die. Well, that's, that's what he make it seem like. Like, it's going to be a fucking... Like you catch the city bus to Mars. Like that would be a, a, a scheduled back and forth situation where like, all right, nigga, we got a bus going to Mars tomorrow. You gonna hop coming? on it all. It ain't it ain't coming for another month or so. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck that, bro. But I still think Elon Musk is about to be like the super villain of the world. Like I'm just ready for him to, to take over. I think so, bro. I would, I would be really, really shocked. If Elon turned into that kind of nigga, because I think we got those kind of niggas like Bill Gates and fucking uh, Amazon, dude. Oh, like, those, those are villains. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I Elon is just ready to to harvest all the space, the space stuff and then just get ready to fuck us. See, but I think I think Elon, because a lot of these, like especially like Bezos and Bill Gates, like I feel like business is what drive them. Oh, that's like Elon, I listen to him a lot, and especially on his uh Rogan interviews. And for him, Elon just like nigga, I just want to like change humanity type shit. And it just so happened that the shit that he doing is making him a lot of fucking money. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's like a difference in motives with them. Like Bezos, I don't know what the fuck wrong with him. Bezos like, just nigga, stacking you, his paper, bro. That's bro, all. Like that's you, all you get to the point where you like they said he was making like over a million a second. Like, think about that, bro. That's crazy. Think over that fucking his workers over pennies. Like you pissing everybody off over pennies on the dollar, my nigga. Oh, that Amazon like, shit on, was dude. crazy. Yeah, he should have yeah. definitely gave him some better, better quality environment. Like he legit, if you work for Amazon, he could legit pay for like all y'all kids to go to college and not feel yeah. and not feel nothing. Yeah, and that's that's what's wild. That's why a lot of people get in this stance where it's like you gotta eat the rich and all this other shit, which is, I don't think that's... The, yeah, I'm not with that, Doom, because, like, low-key, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, and, and, and not even just that, but I feel like the way, and I, I don't want to, like, start that kind of conversation, but, like, just the whole premise of capitalism, it, it, it gives people motivation to innovate. Like, I think if you take away, like, if let's say, like, even the shit that we doing, if you take away the thought of that we could 
ever become successful with it, why the fuck are we putting all the hours? It, doing it gets work? stagnant. Yeah. You know and I mean? look, a perfect example, because I've been watching some Anthony Bourdain shit, like him going around eating and looking at other countries and shit. Look at Cuba, bro. They look the exact same as the 1920s. They don't have much innovation. They do have the top like education. Their sports are pretty good and they have something else that's top. But like they're still driving 1940s cars and like the, the yeah. fucking buildings are collapsing and like there's no yeah. like cat like it's like you said there's no room for innovation because there's no money pumping in there but like some people would be like i know there's the socialist people and i'm not trying to have that conversation because i'm not yeah, that, knowledgeable on the front to, but like yeah. i'm just i'm just trying to stack these these coins <laughs> yeah and i do i really do believe like me personally i know there will be some people that hate this that's gonna be like yo get this nigga doom out of here but I really do believe that you should be rewarded based on what you put out into the world. You know I'm with I mean? you. Like if I'm you, with you. If you're one of them niggas that you feel like it should just be given to you, then you probably deserve the bare minimum. Like I do, I do believe that we supposed to, you know, nobody should be homeless. Nobody should. Yeah. I'm with you, you on that as well. Like, you should have healthcare, uh, that type basic of shit necessities you know yep. what i'm saying the basic life needs but, but if i'm but if we invent some crazy shit why can't i why can't i exactly. get some coins for that exactly i'm with you exactly. yeah no no we're on the same page they might call us republican linen doom but like hey if that well, like, uh, that it, yeah, that's where not, the chips <laughs> fall but you know i'm yeah, just saying like i ain't gonna i ain't gonna go into you know too crazy on it but <laughs> i don't know where i fall on the political shit so if they if they call I, me that then i'll take it I fall. I, I always tell people this. I'm socially liberal because, like, I think people should all the right shit, the healthcare shit, give it to them. But when it comes to like capitalism and shit, I'm Republican. Like, I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my coins. Like, yeah. I want to get tax cuts because my business, I can travel places and take that as like a a cut to because like the gas there is part of my business. I want to take that as a cut off my tax. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, sure. I want to do all that Republican shit to get as much money coming back to us as possible. For sure. So that's that's just how I rock with it. But crazy how we ended up there. But good, good look. This is some some doom and Lynn shit. Uh, you saw Paul Pierce got fired. <laughs> knew that was I coming. Did. I did. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. No, see, when but... we talked about it, he wasn't fired yet. Oh, okay. We talked about but, the situation and we was like, he gonna get fired. And literally, yeah. the day we dropped the pod, he got fired. If you if you had to put your finger on it, what you think it was? Was it the strippers? Was it the weed? Was it the <laughs> combination of both? It had to. Okay, I think the gang banging really like. I think that was number one. If I'm gonna be honest, yeah. Him saying suwu and throwing up the bees with his red flag on live. Yeah. I think that was number one. Yeah. Number two, the strippers, and honestly, the weed was number three because he in L.A. Like I feel like it's like the Shannon Sharp shit. Yeah. So. If if he did that exact same story, but in a in a strip club and not at his house, you think we had the same output? Because okay, I think it see, it's a lot. It's a live at home. It, it that does look quite crazy. But see, he was on live. The, I think the problem is that he went live. If he'd have posted pictures on like an actual story, he doesn't get fired. Yeah. Because he's talking, they got people adding Rachel Nichols, adding ESPN, like, yeah. like he's on a live. Like, I think that plays a huge effect in it, too. Personally, bro, I think he would have been fine until they started, like, throwing polka chips at the women and stuff like that. Like, I think that's what... See, I didn't even him. see that. Like, it, 
nigga, like he was, he was, cause it wasn't him, but it was somebody in the room. Mm. And like he over here, you know, talking this little big shit and he got the phone up to his face and you could see the stripper like behind the couch, just popping ass. <laughs> and somebody like off the live camera is like throwing poker chips <laughs> at the stripper. Like, and wait, and he tried to buy an escort on live, calling Monica. That's another thing. Yeah, he, was, he was trying to buy an escort. See, yeah, I think he should have just posted pictures, bro. Going live <laughs> fucked him up. It was just too ratchet. You know what I'm saying? I think was, that's why they. It was they got way him out too much for ESPN. But Cam Soda offered him a position to talk sports on Cam Soda, and he could have like porn stars and strippers like fingering themselves in the middle of his like shit. <laughs> They legit offered him. They offered him, they offered him like two mil to do it. I think. You know what's wild, bro? I've never paid for any of that type of shit, like Cam Soda, OnlyFans, like none of those type of shit. But if Paul Pierce had an NBA show, <laughs> you paying for it? Talking NBA shit with butt naked bitches going crazy. I would probably hop on there and be like, you know what? I'm gonna toss him the ten dollars. You know what I'm saying? Let's see, man. Let's see what Paul Pierce talk about, man. <laughs> I think I'd pay, I'd pay for the first episode at least. <laughs> that would actually go, bro. I think I think that shit would work. That shit would not work, dude. That would work, bro. It'd just be bitches next to me that talking about work. sport. No. That would work. That would be hilarious, bro. <laughs> Could you picture him trying to have a serious sports show? It would like it would work for the bitches? first episode, just for us to see what the fuck that shit looked like. But yeah. like Episode two, if that shit not fire, <laughs> we not watching that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be a fire little, like obviously not like a serious sports show. This wouldn't be nothing to like rival Skip and Shannon on the. No, 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 no. You this is just like, saying? but it would just to get our be, giggles off. Yeah, it would definitely be one of them little troll situations. <laughs> I definitely, like I said, I I pay to watch. I'd have to watch. Now, something that was trending. I want to get your take on it. I'm gonna put it on the screen right here. I'm gonna put the picture up right now. A man bought five rings and then proposed to his girl with all five rings in front. You doing it? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Nigga, nigga, if you <laughs> if you didn't know your chick enough to know what she would like, or at least feel like you could get it right in one ring, y'all probably shouldn't be married. Ooh, hot take. You I didn't think you was gonna go down with it. Bro. Ooh, I thought I thought it was gonna be more of look at this nigga trying to flex on the internet with five that different too, rings. But I feel I feel like that was the obvious, you know mm. what I mean? Because I feel like like with social media, bro, we get into this weird spot where, and I don't want to say just women because men do it too. Like, it, oh, it, men definitely both, do it both ways, but especially with the way certain men treat women, it like raise the bar. To this point where it's like but it's almost fake. impossible. It's, well, exactly. so, it's so it's like that Derek Jackson shit where men, some men are like scamming. And this is not supposed to be disrespectful to any women, but I'm going to just call it like it is scamming dumbass women who are like, oh, yeah, this man's doing 120 percent when he's probably returning half them rings after this shit. And, it's, yeah. and like it's all for show just to get like clout. But then we find out, oh, this nigga cheating on his wife with six, six bitches and he's not living up to and, what he's saying. And, and that's the thing, though. It, we not going to know, but. Six months from now, their relationship probably gonna be dead. She she cheating on him, he cheating on her. They argue every day. He putting hands on her. You know what I'm saying? And nobody see that. We just see the viral oldest oh, nigga propose with five rings, and now 
your girl side eye and you like, damn, she got five. I can't even get one, nigga. What you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's that's what that's what happened when that type of shit go down. And and we gotta stop comparing ourselves to people on social media, like in relationships. I'm talking strictly relationships. Like all this relationship goal shit, it's just fake. It's a facade. Like yeah. live your life and and you and you judge it based upon how you do it. How yeah. you treat your significant other and how that person treats you. It shouldn't be about how, oh, this nigga out here got five rings. Like, your ring coming. You just got to wait your turn. <laughs> wait yeah. your time. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And what's crazy is, like, half the time, bro, like, you see all this shit that happened, and the women don't even want that. They just a fact. see that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo... You gotta live your own, like live at your own pace. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you happy, while well, all of a sudden now you see homeboy proposal five rings, now it's smoke. Like now you feel or it's like vacations something. to Tulum and you trying to yeah. go to Tulum and you ain't know what Tulum was before Fact. before you exactly. saw that post. <laughs> exactly. Shit is crazy, bro. Yeah, it's Social crazy media out here. Fucked the whole game up. It really has niggas like that. Like, like cause he knew what he was doing. Exactly. And another thing, I ain't even gonna, you know, I ain't trying to hate on dude at all. But I feel like dude was straight, like, on some super simp shit. Like, he just looked like the kind of nigga that wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, he, super I'm gonna just say simp. this, he just, he just looked like he was, he didn't have too much success with women prior to that. So that And that's like another his, thing. His In this simp. social media area, a lot of niggas be finding out of simps and just tricking off on to get these girls to like them, which is crazy to me. The fact that you got to buy certain things to get these bitches to talk to you. It's like, you want to do that yeah. for that? Because there's a lot of that going on is with social media right now. Just because people can slide in DMs, they see how much money you got. Oh, well, fly me out. And then, then but then that's how you get problems where these niggas fly them out. And then they expecting one thing and these women expecting one thing. And that's how you get yeah. these issues. Like, oh, yeah. shit. Cause niggas got the wrong expectations for flying these women out. These women might not want to put out, but they think they putting out three thousand dollars to fly you out. Bitch, you better put out. Well, see? see, but that's the thing though, which is why I never understood why niggas fly women out that they don't have. You know exactly. You ain't already built that up, cause nigga, if we in Tulum. And I don't get no cheeks. Like that's a very disappointing trip. And I mean that in the in the least disrespectful. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that would be something. I'm not saying that just because you fly a chick out, they owe you cheeks. But I'm saying like, come on, bro. This don't set the mood. It ain't shit that can. That will. Like we going home, and I'm not talking to you no more. It's over with. Like come on, bro. And look, I might even go get a separate room after I find out I'm not getting none. You nah, can enjoy your little trip, and I for might try real. to find something else pop off. For real, you can't even be mad. You can't. You even can. be mad. You I'm gonna start shooting at the at the chick at the bar. Might as well because oh, me and you yeah. are just friends. Facts. Like, and Facts. I'm cool with our friend relationship, but like in Tulum, <laughs> like the, if if you it's never gonna go shit. down, it's not going down. It's never gonna go down. Could you could you picture spending? You know, four five racks for blue balls. You just out there in Tulum hurting. You know what I'm saying? And you know they in the swimsuits every day coming, killing you, mad good and shit. And you just know, like that. That's crazy though. Like I, but that's I why you shouldn't be tricking on women. Exactly, exactly. That that's rule number one. That that would eliminate all the bullshit. Cause I do, I definitely understand women. Like if oh yeah, go get some, your vacation, sis. Yeah, that's a for fact. Real. Like like if some nigga just was like, yo. I got this ticket for you to come out to Tulum. Like, 
fuck it. Who wouldn't want to see Tulum? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And you definitely, like, women don't owe niggas shit. They but don't. that's why I say, if if niggas feel like that's what the, the goal is when they get out there, you got to make sure you build some kind of... Rapport. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to do something before... It's got to at least be one of your sneaky links out. or one of your yeah, one of your friends man. with benefits. You can't take just the rando off of IG to salute, but they niggas be doing, doing that, that. though. Yeah, that's they a fact. They be doing that. Like niggas are fact. really just DM a chick and try to fly him out somewhere, which is crazy. But that's not that's super like, nuts. I, I understand. Could be like, a serial killer. Like yeah, men don't bro. ever think about that. Like I, I watch yeah. too much, I watch too much law and order and criminal minds. Like I I'm so scared she'll cut my balls off, take all my money, and then my mom finds me like two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's fucked up is if you was to go out like that, your mom would know you went out a nasty nigga, bro. A nasty nigga. That would be the most embarrassing way to go out. Imagine bro. y'all had to do a pod, doom you in Brooklyn, and it's just <laughs> remembering Lynn. <laughs> nigga died to lose a bitch, cut his nuts off. Nigga got got fucked up by IG model. <laughs> trying to get some cutting in Tulum, being nasty. Took all his bread and mercury. <laughs> y'all have one hundred percent permission to just make fun of me for like thirty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That would be the worst possible way to go out. <laughs> and niggas don't think they, bro. Women do crazy shit. That's like, what I'm on, saying. Man. That'd be a fire movie. Now, now watch if that happened in two years. We want our credit because that would be a fire yeah, movie. That would shit. that'd be a great horror movie. Niggas the would Tulum go watch that and trip. be like, oh fuck. But oh man, that's crazy. Um, let's see. And the final thing I had was, how you felt about Kyrie? What he, what he posted about the N-word, he got mad that Dennis Schroeder called him the N-word, was like, what you doing, nigga? But the thing is, Kyrie started the whole situation, was like, fuck you, y'all, y'all, in Dennis' face. And Dennis just like, bro, what the fuck you doing, nigga? And, he, and like, he doesn't even touch him. And then Kyrie goes, goes off and then posts a tweet after. Hold on, I'll tell you what Kyrie tweeted. Let me tell you what, what he said. Cause I'm talking about this now. Cause I'm definitely not trying to talk about this on my radio, on the radio. Fuck no, I'm talking about this now. So he said the N word is a derogatory racial slur. It will never be a turn of endearment. Reclaim, flip, never forget his fine true history. Throw that N word out the window, right alongside all those other racist words used to describe my people. We're not slaves or ends. And he posted that after the game, after he got kicked out. Yeah. See. I'm kind of like torn between two shits because I want to get on Kyrie so bad, but I do realize that the shit this nigga be speaking, like he really is about that shit. He is. That nigga is really like on his activist Kyrie shit. He is. You know what I'm saying? So like, it would just depend on how I go. Like I wish there was like some like premium NBA service where you could just pay like a thousand dollars for the season and get all the on court audio. I mean, we read his lip. We read Dennis' lips. Dennis, all Dennis said was, "What you talking about, nigga?" That's what. That's legitimately yeah. what Dennis said. And Kyrie went off. Kyrie's like, "I'm not your n word. Don't call me that." What you yeah. doing, mother refs? Why y'all not kicking him out for saying that? But if, if okay, so how you gonna get on the refs for kicking out a black man who says it when I guarantee you, a hundred percent of the time that said every game. Every game, oh, for sure. multiple times a game. So how can Kyrie ask sure. to kick out Dennis? But like it happened a play later and two plays before with Kevin. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's why I think Kyrie Ky- was tripping. Kyrie just Yeah, he I, I think he definitely tripping because even if you take the stance that Kyrie take, 
And there's nothing wrong with you, taking that stance. Like, yeah, if that's your sure. stance, then cool. And like, like 100%. And honestly, I agree with the stance. Like, I feel like everybody, every black person should feel like that. But in the same breath, I see nigga a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. and I'll be trying to work on it, but it just is what it is. You know what I mean? But I feel like he should know that not every black person feel the same way about that word. as he Exactly. Does. No, 100% of black people don't feel the same about that. We're word. not a monolith. Like we're not all one like type yeah. of just because I think this because I'm black does not mean that you think that because you're black or Brooklyn thinks that because he's black. And then I guarantee we all three may feel a different way. And then if you go talk to a person from the 60s, they feel a whole different yeah, way. Sure, and then sure. a person from the 80s who started to use that word like that. So, you know what I mean? Like there's all like yeah. multiple generations feel multiple different things. And then inside the, each of those generations, people feel differently. So it's just like, what you going to do? Yeah. And I, I think another thing is I would have to hear like the context on the court. Like if, if, he said nigga and then Kyrie was like, hey, bro, don't don't do that. And then you came back with something crazy, then I could understand the escalation. I don't know if, if it, it happened before, like, but if it, it the way it looked like what you was just about to say, how it just happened where Kyrie's cursing him out and then Dennis say, What you talking about, nigga? That's yeah. what happened. I don't know if Dennis said yeah, something before if, then. Yeah, if you do that, then Kyrie in the wrong. That's what that's what it was. They like. both got kicked. And because I don't know why they, they kicked they kicked Schroeder because Kyrie was arguing that he called him the N word. Yeah, and like the, the refs were that putting a really tough for the refs. That's what I'm saying. You put the refs in a very uncomfortable position. Because it's like, bro, you know they hear the word nigga three hundred times, times a game. game. They just got to make sure it's not a, a, a white person or Meg. They just got to make sure it's yeah. just someone black the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they worried about, that's bro. A tough ass job, bro. That, and I ain't gonna lie. I'll be one of the main niggas on oh, like in too. the NBA Twitter shit going hard about the refs. Same. I hate the NBA refs. I do but too. But that's a hard job, bro. It really that's is because you got to please so many people. That shit? Could you imagine that shit? If you like, because I never even thought about like from that angle, but just the player chatter. If you had the referee who's saying nigga, like <laughs> that's crazy. That's nuts, bro. That's crazy. That's why I said I would just give people text and I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, nah, fuck y'all tech. Get out of here. They, they've been Go. doing that. They've been doing that, bro. Because they have no other way to control it. Like, and, and I'm with you. I'm the, I'm one of the main people complaining right there with you. But like. They got a hard job. Like they have a, a really, really. Hard it job. might be worse than than NFL because at least with the NFL, it's kind of like, okay, this is pass interference, this is holding. Like you got clear cut rules to determine. But with the yeah. NBA, it's all based on personal opinion. Yeah. What a foul is, what a travel is, what a yeah, what a this is, what a that. Like it's all based upon how you see it at whatever angle you see it, and your personal opinion of it. And it's fucked up because like you got to try to keep consistency and your partner might think, Oh, this is enough. Consistent, to be yeah. And you might not and agree. You might not agree with that. You and know then the saying? league so may be pressing like, you to call for stars more than other people. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's our job. We can't believe we gave refs love at the end of the pod. But <laughs> yeah, that's why I never thought I'd do that. Period. <laughs> Show some refs some love, but dude, tell the people they can follow you out on social media, bro. At Lil Doom, SJE, Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all fuck with me. This episode of the Bros Who Think podcast was brought to you by the law offices of Lucretia Picante. If you need a lawyer, if you 
have not been paying your child support. Yo, if you got baby mama drama, whatever it may be, she can help you. You've been injured in a car accident? Call Lucretia. You got your, your baby mama not showing you your kids on the weekend? Call Lucretia. Whatever it may be, you need a divorce from your wife? Call Lucretia. Look, you can find the law office of Lucretia Picante at 124 West Washington Street, New Iberia, Louisiana, 70560. Or you can call the number 337-374-1202. Again, any of your marital dispute issues, child support needs, baby mama drama, call Lucretia. We are joined by hip hop artist Divine Hippie. Divine, my brother, how are you doing? Let me give you a, a, a round of applause for uh, being on the show. Let me give you a little, you a little, yes, yes. Thank you, Divine. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you, you having me here, my brother. Oh, you um, already know. Like, like I tell everybody, is is I see majority of the artists. I just think it's all about the right timing. Like, I think when I when I heard of you, you either had just dropped a project or dropped one like a couple of months ago. And I'm I'm either waiting for like I'll, in my process of choosing, I'm either waiting for a new project because it's always easy to bring somebody on for that. Plus it's promo for them Most definitely. or when they're doing something or something has they've accumulated enough. So like I knew my path was going to cross with you. I was just waiting for the right moment. Shit, everything happens for a reason, bro. Life ended up getting us to this point right here, so that's where we at. One hundred percent. And I think the I think the thing that pushed it over where it was like, okay, whenever he drop again, that's why I'm getting him. Is your feature on Jalen's project, boy? That was hard AF. That's shucking and driving, man. That's that. <laughs> that shit was look, hard as fuck. Look, bro, that's that's probably like one of my favorite verses that I've written to the date. No cap. It's real, it's real talk, bro. Like for real. Like I remember whenever I wrote that bitch, and like whenever I got toward like the end of it, and I was doing like the um, all right, let's take it back to 1997, January. Yeah. I was like, bro, I was like, this is just it's, it's you was definitely eating. <laughs> let me like 100. You was definitely eating. But before we even get into any of that, let's take it back because, like I tell everybody, we got to do the business first, and then we are gonna have fun because I see your hoodie, and if you see my room, you know what we got to talk about. But we got to do the business yes, first. Sir. Let's uh. For the people that don't know, first off, tell us about the name Divine Hippie. Uh, so Divine Hippie, D-V-N-E-H-P-P-Y. Uh, it's pretty much just like a entendre on like my name and my lifestyle. So my name is Divine Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel as if I live more of like a hippie lifestyle and not necessarily okay. like the walk around like a sandals type deal, but just like the spirituality of it and just like the energy that I try to exude. I feel free like living. It's more, yeah, I'm just free living, man, just being carefree and just, you know, just kind of just living life and doing whatever I want. Uh, I just feel like that's more of like the lifestyle that I live. And people always ask me to just like, man, like, why is it spelled the way that it is? Like without the eyes and everything. And I feel like for me, that's personally just like, like the no I and team motto. Like, I don't feel like divine hippie is just a, uh, it's just a me effort. I don't feel like it's uh, solely just on myself. I feel like I do rely on help from like my homies, uh, family members, uh, any type of other creative that's just trying to be a part of the project, man. Like it's just always been something that I believe and I always believe in a team effort. Man, I mean, that's what's gotten me to this point that I'm at now. Yo, so. I relate to that so much because like, for example, people ask me, 
for like how, they, how there's the Joe Budden podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast. Why didn't you call it the Linden Burn podcast or something like that? I was like, because I'm making a network. I don't want it to be like it's solely me because there's a lot of people that work on this that exactly. I want them to be able to buy in because this is much your company, your show as much as it is mine. We're all bros. We're the bros who think. And that's why another reason I don't call my the people who support us uh, the community, our family, I don't call them fans. Like y'all are my family. Like y'all don't realize the fact is y'all are helping me accomplish my dream. I can never thank you as much as I would love to. Like the love I have for the people who, anybody who listens to the show is exuberant because like, like you understand, like people who listen to your music, oh, like dude. that's your family. Like I got love for y'all. Shit, and that's how I treat everybody that listens to the music, supports the music any type of sort of way, man. Like everybody's family at that point. It's like- I feel you. It's like, I mean, you can call it, you call yourself a fan all you want, man. But in my heart, you, you always be fan. Yeah, you fan, 100%. I either say family, uh, are you part of the community? You part of the team? That's how yeah. I, will, I refuse to say fan. In worst case, I'll say supporter. But I don't, I don't know, you could jazz up supporter. Like, I don't like how supporters are. But, <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into, when, when did you start rapping? And what made you decide, yo, I want to be a rapper? Um, so I remember whenever I was in like high school, man, when I even really high school, we'll go back to like junior high. I used to just always like after school, like write poetry or like even while I was in like English class or something like that, just like writing poetry in my book. And I remember I used to like give it to the teachers, like my English teachers and whatnot, and like try to get feedback and whatnot. But I remember one day I was on the bus writing something and they had this big dude, his name was Tobias, shout out Tobias, if you ever get a chance to see this, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he um, he was just like, yo, like, what you doing? And I was like, I mean, I'm just writing poetry, writing like just little like short inspirations, like mm -hmm. just like, um, I, I guess you could say like affirmations and shit. And he was like, man, let me peep that book out. So I was like, I mean, I guess, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be anything that he was going to be interested yeah. in, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's like two different worlds colliding at that point. And like, he had read a couple of things, man. He was just like, what is these raps? So I was like, no, nah, yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it's just poetry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, man, like, it's just poetry. He was just like, bro, he was like, I mean, it's some pretty good material right here. He's like, you should probably like get rapping out try. Like, I'm like 16, at no, 15 at this point. I'm just like, man. <laughs> was like, that's, rap? Yeah, I hell feel nah, you. that's hell no. Nah, that's I was like, that's not in my blood whatsoever. Cause like I'm looking at like artists like uh Childish Gambino, Kendrick Lamar, um just like Mac Miller, stuff like that, man. I'm just like, man, like I'm nowhere close to being as cool as what these niggas is. Like, there's no way in hell I can sit over there and just be a rapper like talk about. But I remember uh one day my homie Deshaun, he had asked me to go to his um home studio that his brother mm -hmm. had. And it was just like, bro, like go in there and go spit something. So I remember like the first like actual song that I had wrote, uh, it was when, whenever I was under my alias D Martin. Got you. And I wrote that bitch it was called Coexist. And I was like, man, I was like, this is honestly a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, it's like, maybe I can actually do something with this. So just years progressed, years progressed on. I ended up dropping uh, D Martin as an alias, ended up picking up Divine Hippie. And I mean, the rest was history after that. Just being able to rock shows, still write lyrics, uh, go to the studio and go record. It just became more of a, uh, I guess you could say the lifestyle. I mean, that's just yeah. the way I look at it now. Became your, became your way of life, 100%. So talk to me about some of your influences in rap. You mentioned I, the, the people you talked about. Are those some of your influences and give us some the people that like got you to love the art form of rap 
Uh, honestly, man, I give it all Childish Gambino, no cap. I feel mm. like that was like one of the first artists that I really sat down and like I tried to like dissect their lyrics as well as just like their entire project as a whole. And I feel like that's really what like grasped me into the world of music because um I was just kind of like just listening to the songs just for the sake of listening to it. I had never like really tuned in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So never really dug deep into it. Exactly. I remember whenever Camp came out and I had Peep That Bitch. Bro, it it was uh, a life changing experience. And then to follow that up with BTI because the internet, like that whole world, bro, like just seeing somebody like shape an entire, I guess just universe, like it, it was just crazy. So and to me, I mean, that's definitely hearing that, hearing your music, I can see why, like you said, some of the names you said, like Bino, K Dot, Mac Miller, because you don't you don't rap about the typical guns, drugs gangs because that's not you you talk about exactly. so like life and your experiences and like getting to getting to your goal your destination and your your hippie lifestyle for example for example exactly i want people to be able whenever they listen to my music whether they're going through something at that point in time or whether they went through something in the past man i want to feel as if it's a coping mechanism and i want it to be at the end of the day a celebration of life like i don't want people to feel as if i know some of the songs that i make can be a little bit more on a depressing kick but i know at the end of the day like it's gonna help somebody out there just like how listening to childish gambino's music or like mac miller's music etc like helped me out a lot whenever i was at that young age I know we're going to get to concrete and I'm going to just say this now, like as someone who is driving for something, anybody who has a goal and has found their ambition in life. And if you are hustling to it, concrete is the perfect tape for you because the type of the type of like inspirational raps and like the way that people need to chase after their dreams is all throughout concrete. It's definitely a theme. And you started off from the intro, but we're going to get to that. I just want to throw that out there just because yes, sir. that's the type of music you make it. Now I want to ask you just cause I like the detour and let conversation come as it will. How do you feel about, cause I'm not going to call him Bino no more. I'm so happy. I got to see him live. I saw him at hangout right before the red bone tape dropped. So right before yeah. the, he changed and I was like, I'm Donald Glover. I wish we could get one more Bino tape, man. I, I I think I think I saw Stone Mountain and shit played the the uh, the Gangster Grills, and I respect him because I feel like if I ever had a rap tape and I was ending rap, Gangster Grills would be the perfect like end on. How do See, you I feel think, about about him uh, transitioning away from music? First, first, first thing I'm gonna say, you got the golden era, right? Yes, now. I did. That That's the like, last you the thing. Gold, I you got the golden era show. I'm hella jealous about that because I saw him uh, in 20. What was it? 2018, 2019. My homie said he don't even he don't even really do the raps at them shows. He really don't, bro. But it's uh, like I feel like I feel like um, what is waking my love? Yeah, waking my love. Yeah. I feel like seeing that live gave me such a different perspective on him. I could believe that, like. Like, whenever I tell you, bro, like, I walked into that event because me and my girl drove all the way to Atlanta to go to, like, the first uh, mm. day of his new tour. And, bro, whenever I tell you I walked into that building, the amount of energy that was in there, I bet there, that bro, was fantastic. I, dog, I was like, this is this is the end goal right here for music. Like, whenever I end up getting to this point, I like, that's a wrap. I was like, I want to be able to do one last tour like how that man did and cut it off. <laughs> I, oh, man, I could only imagine because when I saw him, he was still a great performer, and I put him, like, at least top 10, maybe top five of rap performers I've seen. Like, at that time, I thought he was, when I saw him at that time, he was right behind Drake and Kid Cudi for me. Because those two, yep. I had Cudi two, Drake one, just because 
Drake is an amazing performer and Cuddy is as well, but Bino was right there with him. How do you feel about his acting? Like, what, do you like his shows? Like, I, I think Atlanta is incredible. Uh, I like... I, I like Community, but I think Atlanta is his best thing. Didn't really like him in Han Solo, the movie, but I liked him as Lando. I thought he was a great Lando. And Lion King, you could put it in the dirt. Throw it away. Uh, I mean, as far as, like, like TV-wise and everything, I mean, I personally love it. Like, every single project that he's put out as far as going from Atlanta to Community, everything. I like, like both I of mean, those for sure. Yeah, like, Community is, like, just an all-time goaded uh, TV series. Yeah, haven't watched that shit, by the way. Not talking to you, but talking to the fans directly. Yeah, you gotta supporters. watch it. The four, you gotta watch it, bro. It, it's absolutely funny. Like you can tell, like his comedy side in that. But going to Atlanta, I feel like that's more of like his more serious acting. And so see, I feel like that it's gives funny you at the same time too. It's crazy how good Atlanta was. Cause see, I didn't watch season two when it came out. Like legit, I watched like two to three episodes of it, but I just started rewatching it literally last week, season two, because I want to get caught up for three, because he said, yep. he said season three and four, no one's Isn't fucking with us except the Sopranos. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, that's something to say. Also feel kind of upset you didn't mention The Wire, but okay, if the only two shows fucking with you is The Wire and Sopranos, you better come with it. And I didn't realize how good season two was. The fact that he had Paperboy and Lakeith and Zazie Beats before they became who they are today just shows the foresight of him. Dude, it's it's absolutely crazy. Like, his ability, because, I mean, even, like, if you recall, uh, whenever he was at the awards show and he won all those awards for Waking My Love, like, whenever he had name drop Migos, Migos was already big at that point. Mm -hmm. But that, like, excelled them to a whole new level of yeah, superstar. In my, pers in my personal opinion, some people might disagree with me on that. No, I agree I mean, with you. It, it made him worldwide because Donald Glover at that time was, he might not have been known by the streets, but the world knew yeah. him. And Migos yes. might have been known by the streets, but the world, world didn't necessarily know Migos. Like, you only knew Migos as the Versace Versace people that Drake did with. You didn't know them as bad and bougie yet. Like, bad, like, honestly, after he name-dropped them, I believe bad and bougie sales went up by, like, yep. 10%. Yep, exactly. So, and that man, that man named Kerry Wait, bro. That's a fact. <laughs> like, I, I can't put it no other way. Like, if there's anybody in his life who I would want to get a feature for, who I would him? like. Yes. <laughs> I, I think I, a Divine Hippie Beano feature would be fire. I don't even care if he's just singing, like, sweet little melodies on oh, there, bro. That like, would be even colder. Just... <laughs> like, that would be the wave. Oh, man. All right. Let's, uh, before we get to Concrete, just talk to us a little bit about sedated and sublime like just give us a little bit about what you were going for with those tapes because i i don't want to spend too long on because i want to spend time on concrete but i definitely hear the growth from sedated from sublime and into concrete so sedated was the first project that i had released under divine hippie and i feel like that was just me kind of like testing the waters really not like not really Put your name like out yeah, like, not really, like, diving full force into it, but, like, just trying to, like, get my name out there and, like, just trying to, like, show, like, the new alias and whatnot, just showing what, like, that side of Divine could do. Uh, with Sublime, I felt like that was more, like, me really getting comfortable as an artist. Like, you start hearing a lot more melodies on there, just, like, a little bit more. Not, like, necessarily, like, R&B kick, but, like, you do hear, like, some of those, like... You experiment. Just, exactly. Like, you hear, like, more of that experimentation. Um, I gotta say on on uh, Sedated Out Late is my favorite song Hard as hell And then on Sublime I think I go I think I either go Frown Or the title track of Sublime 
I fuck with the title track a lot just because that, that was the first song that I had wrote for that project. And I remember mm. specifically, like I had just got off the phone with my dad and there was just a lot of stuff going on. I think we had, I th- no, actually that was sedated. No, Sublime was like right whenever my daughter was born. So like, I was just- Going through that, kinda, yeah. Yeah, just going through it, man. Like, I mean, just being like a new father at 20 years old, like that shit was scary. <laughs> I could, I could, yeah. That shit was scary, man. So it's you like, hear that? Felt, now that you say that, you hear it in the music mm-hmm. with your lyrics. So like, so like with sedated, I felt like that was like I said, like that was more just like getting comfortable with sublime was definitely more of like that experimentation. I mean, my favorite track on that one, I probably have to say, is either five hundred four goodies, which by the mm. way, I don't, smoke, I, don't, I don't smoke five hundred four goodies no more. I don't smoke guards in general. I smoke good, good, all the way. not killing all yourself. The, <laughs> all good. The way, man. <laughs> Some people be calling me a hypocrite. They'd be like, man, you wrote a whole song about 504s. That was whenever I was young and naive. Just <laughs> let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> you got to give them a paper joint. You just, whether it's just like a little throwaway, you got to be like, here's my paper song for everybody talking about that 504 to goodies. You could even, you know what would be fly? If you took the same beat and remixed it and <laughs> showed your growth. Shit, just call it raw papers. 504 goodie remix. <laughs> yeah, bro, that'd be hard. That would be hard as hell. Now, Talk to me just a little bit about, because somebody might be able to take advice from this. Talk to me about what it was like being a young father, going like having a daughter at a young age. And just if you had to give anybody advice, who were who are young parents? What, what, what advice would you give them? Love them unconditionally, man. Don't ever feel as if you're, I mean, like you can have your doubts as being a parent sometimes, but you are always have confidence in yourself that your ability to be able to raise your kids is going to be like top notch. And just because your parents might have failed you, which my parents didn't fail me, I felt like my parents raised me pretty well. But just because you feel as if your parents might have failed you growing up doesn't mean that you're going to fail that child that you have that's um, either on the way or that's currently here. Just always have faith in your parents and ability and just always be able to uh see the light at the end of the tunnel there's gonna be days where it's rough as fuck <laughs> like they'll be sitting over there crying all day like you feel as if you just can't do anything to make them happy but i mean at the end of the day bro like that's your kid they love you unconditionally just as much as you love them and i mean they rely on you for growth and wisdom and knowledge Thanks. and all that man so I mean, how important is it how important is it because you talked about your about your family? How important is it that you had parents that raised you well, that support you in your ambitions? And then how does that translate to you being a father? Uh, I mean, it trans for me, it's like I was mainly raised by my mom, you know what I'm saying? So like my pops was locked up for a little bit. But I mean, right whenever that man got out, bro, like he was trying to be like the best father that he could That's possibly could to make up for lost time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's not a lot of people out there as far as like uh just like men that are incarcerated in the system that like, come bro, out and do that out. exactly bro. you don't hear like, that story and I think that's important that like you say that because I think a lot of black men can learn from that. Like my dad, man, like I feel like I felt like there was so long where I had a lot of resentment, you know what I'm saying? But like over the course of time, like you just kind of end up growing up and you really look at like the deeper side of things and like you see the reason why they did certain uh, actions that they had. Yep. But for me, it was, um, I think it was more recently, like especially like now that like I work with them because like me and my dad, we actually opened up a, a wing and seafood spot. I was going to ask Chef you about seafood that. Wings. We, we going to talk yeah. about that in a little bit. Let's save that because I want to ask you about that. Next time Most I'm at home, I'm sliding through. Got to, bro. <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> have to. But I mean, just being able to have like that support from them, man, I feel like that means the world. There's a lot of people out there that try to like 
do any type of art form, whether it's music, drawing, like writing, anything along those lines. Parents don't support parents them. Don't, parents don't support it, bro, because they feel like, as if, man, like there, there's no money in that. That's what they'll tell you. But it's like to have parents that like, actually sit there and like they want to see you persist and like chase your dreams and like it doesn't matter what the content of your music is, they still support you regardless of the matter. I feel like that's a big help because I feel like I look to them for a lot. Like I ask them for their advice on a lot of things, you know what I'm yep. saying? So if I... If I felt if I were to feel like lyrics that I was putting out wasn't correlating with them well, I feel like I wouldn't want to put that music out. I understand but, that 100 percent But because they support me 100 percent and they back me in everything that I do, I feel like that's what allows me to be as open of an artist as I am. And that's what allows me to be able to hit like different topics and just be able to be on the same wavelength as so many different people in the world. That help. I, I get that one thousand percent. That it propels you almost. It gives you. It it, it adds fuel to your fire. Like it, you have a fire, drives, but then bro. when they when you hear that your your family and the people you that you care about support you and actually believe in you, it just gives you that extra motivation. Oh yeah, mo- a hundred, a thousand percent. I was gonna say a hundred, no, a thousand percent on that for show, for show. Hell yeah. yeah. So I'm with you on that. Now let's talk. Let's let's transition to concrete. Now I see. Cause I didn't know the song times because when I listened, I listened on Apple music and I was just, Oh, I don't look, I don't look at song times. So we do this interview, but now that I'm seeing it, it, was it because we're in this microwave era and I've asked a lot of people if they're conscious on their song lengths, you have some that are 33, uh, 33, 39 with peace of mind, 205 with thinking 304 with free agent, 222 with not the same one, uh, one, one twenty with the interlude. And then you finish out with a three minute song. Was that conscious choice or do you just make the music that you make? Because I've heard some people say they consciously choose to make uh, anywhere between a 245 and under because they don't want to make a three minute song. Being that you are this lyricist person that, that cares about bars, obviously, and cares about song creation. Is it that you consciously think about, OK, I can't let it get over 330 or I can't let it get to four because people aren't. Um, people aren't receptive enough or people don't have enough um, what's the word I'm looking for people don't have enough attention span to yeah. to look to listen to that or is it I'm just making the art I want to make and they take it how they take it I feel like it's really just me making the art that I want to make I don't uh, think about like the length of songs or anything along those lines like fuck I can make a six minute track and I mean if you bang with it cool maybe yeah. not cool <laughs> you know 100%. what I'm saying <laughs> Like, the way I feel about music, man, is that at the end of the day, like, I'm making music for myself. I'm making music that I want to listen to. And, I mean, if other people want to hop on that wave, I mean, that's glorious. It's grand. I appreciate you. But, I mean, if you're not, if you just sitting over there hating on it, then, I mean, I mean, I appreciate you, too, because that's what drives me. Hell, yeah. <laughs> How important is bars and being the type of artist you are in this era? Do you feel there's a, a hindrance to being a, a quote-unquote lyrical, more conscious, more melody driven guy and not the typical auto tune. I don't even want to say mumble rap because I feel that's disrespectful, but the, the typical popular sound that is today, do you feel it's harder for you or do you feel actually it's easier because people have so much of that, that they, when they, they can have the palate cleanser of this. I just feel like lyricism in today's time is really just like a lost art form. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I don't hate on anybody that does like the, um, I don't, I don't want to say mama rap. Either. Yeah, like the, the, the trap, the, the auto-tune trap, melodic. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I don't hate on people that, like, made that type of music, man, because, I mean, there's 
there's different music for every type of situation. So I'm just making music for the situation that I imagine that the people that listen to me will currently be in, you know what I'm saying? Just like how people like Uzi made music for people that would probably be in the club, like they'd be at a festival or something, just like trying to have fun and turn up. Or I mean, even like Playboy Cardi for that matter. But I mean, I, I made more, I made my music more for the lyrical sense just because I feel like me, I'm just more on that conscious wave and I want to be able to address actions that are going on in the world or just address things that are going on in my personal life. So I feel as if doing something simple isn't going to necessarily catch their attention. I feel like I want to be able to do something complex with lyrics and just be able to tap into different uh, flow styles and just different rhyme schemes and everything. I want to be able to try to, excuse me, I want to be able to try to grasp their attention span and just be able to try to keep it for as long as possible. Do you think the pandemic helped people like you because there's no clubs, there's no festival. So now I don't really had a place to listen to Uzi. Whereas with the lyricists, oh, I can listen to it in my car. I can listen to it in my home. I can listen to it while I'm cleaning up. Or do you feel it was just, nah, I ain't get to perform. So that shit was trash. I, it, it's it's a double-edged sword. So like for me, I rely on like real life experiences and everything to be mm. able to write my lyrics. Gotcha. But with not being able to experience life for a whole year, like mm. I think I think the last song that I legitly wrote uh before like two weeks ago was probably back in like November. No cap. Okay. Like while it, it you were still me- experiencing shit. Exactly. Like it took me a minute to be able to like actually get back into the habit of uh, writing songs again, just because I, by the time like October had rolled around, I was like, I'm just done with this shit. I was like, I just want COVID to be over. I want to be able to go do shows again. I was like, I really don't have like no inspiration for anything. And that was whenever we were just sitting over there trying to grind out concrete. And I was was about to ask you. So when, how fresh, how freshly written is concrete? The last song for Concrete was written, I want to say back in June, June okay. of last year. So like when, whenever I had wrote that final song, we were just kind of in the process of like mixing and mastering it. And shout out to my uh, mixing it up. Yeah, shout out to my engineer Cody, man. Like shout that out dude. Cody. Like he, bro, he he did his fucking thing on that. Like as far as like just like the mixing and mastering on it, like make it sound Chris. Yeah, shout yeah, out Cody. So, like he would apologize all the time, but so I'm like, man, like I'm sorry that it's taking so long. I'm sorry that it's taking so long. It's like bro, it worked it's like, out. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'll sit over there and wait for a quality project rather than pushing out something that's unfinished. That's just, mm. just type of artist that I am. Like it doesn't matter if it's been like two years since I released a project. It's like at the end of the day, until like, I the feel comfortable with it. Exactly. The supporters, like everybody, like they gonna get what they came for. Yeah, like, y'all gonna it's gonna, gonna be, be worth the wait. It's not gonna be exactly. I'm I, I dropped two years and I'm giving you a full pack where two of the songs are fire, the other fo- the other two trash. Nah, when I yeah. come back, I'm dropping that heat for y'all. Exactly. 100 percent All right, let's get let's get into concrete. Talk to me about Pastor Cliff's premonition because I thought that was the perfect way to start this project. Why did you choose that? Who is Pastor Cliff to you? Is he really is he really your pastor? Just just give us a little insight into the into the choice of the <laughs> intro. So he's not he's not actually a pastor. That's like my best friend. His name is Clifton. Uh shout out Cliff Man. Uh, I like it though. He it sounded like he was a pastor. I, I fucked with it. Shit, the reason why we called it that man was just because, like, I remember there was just one day we were just kind of having a conversation, 
And I was just like, yo, I was like, if you wouldn't mind, I was like, I need you to like, just send me like this voice memo real quick. I was like, I don't really care what you say. I want to just say like some inspirational shit for the project. And whenever he ended up like saying everything for it, like whenever he got toward the end of it, uh, whenever he was like, that's concrete. I was just like, that's Done. the project. I was yeah. like, that's the project. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, Shout just- out Cliff, man. Cause Cliff, you did your thing, brother dude he I absolutely fucking killed the dog like for real for real like i remember whenever i had listened to it and after cody had put like the spin and everything on it to give it more of like that um exactly i don't know how to say that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, got you, I got you but yeah no i, I fucked with it and it, i think like i said it's the perfect way to open into peace of mind talk to me about just the creation of that song who produced it and and what were you what were you thinking about when you made that song a peace of mind is actually the very last beat that I ever purchased from YouTube. I okay. told myself, I told myself after that one that I didn't want to have to like purchase any more beats just because I want to start trying to be able to give more like local artists more shine and not even necessarily local artists, but just like trying to give the homies more spotlight on my stuff just to kind of <laughs> add on, add in more to the name of the vine. Like and bring in like your personal to, producers, yeah. Exactly. I don't know how to make beats or anything like that. I personally don't have an interest in making beats. I know that's weird to say as an artist. I just nah, I, get pers- that. I was about to say I just personally don't have an interest in it. Now, whenever I'm watching Cody do like the whole like mixing and mastering on the vocals, that shit entertains the piss out of me. I'm just like, hell yeah. Like I can get more into that aspect of it than the actual like producing side. But with peace of mind, uh, that was let me see. I want to say that one was like the third track that we had wrote off that I had wrote for that one, but it was just more. I, yeah. I want to say I wrote that one at the beginning of um, 2020. So, okay, so at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Beginning, beginning of the pandemic and whatnot. So just not necessarily depressed, but I mean, I remember I was sitting at work. I used to work at a car dealership. And I was just sitting outside and I was just like, man, like, let me just scroll through some beats or something, just try to jot up some inspiration. I remember I scrolled on this one beat by this dude, B Young, who actually produced a lot of the tracks on uh, Sedated as well. No, I'm sorry, not Sedated, Sublime. And I was just so drawn to it. Like, it was like, I'm not going to say possessed, but it's like, I was just writing it down. Like just, I didn't really have like any control over what was coming out. Like it was just, it was just coming out. Like, yeah, God was just kind of like, just lighting my fingers on fire, man. Just, I was just typing it out as I went. But I remember whenever I had finished with it, I was just like this, like this, this song, if it is not the one that blows up, it's going to be that one that touches so many people. It's definitely, it's definitely one of the more powerful songs on the, on the project. I think, Either that one or not the same are my two favorites. I want to, I would have to say my two favorite from it are, I would say the interlude mm. or, or free agent. You definitely showcase a little bit of different stuff on the interlude. I feel like that, that one was more just abstract. I remember I had wrote the, I wrote just like randomly wrote a verse and I knew I wanted to incorporate it on a project somehow but we were just sitting at the uh, we were just sitting at the house at Cody's, and it was him and my homie Nick that I had went to college with, and I was just like uh, Cody, just kind of like play just like some melodies on the um, on the keyboard real quick. So he's just like playing melodies on it, and then Nick comes in with his guitar, and like he's just like just scratching, like just doing just like crazy shit. And I'm just like hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we gotta use all of this. 
I was like, yeah. And it was just like, you sure? I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I w- the way that I wanted that track to be incorporated was that I wanted it to kind of be like sitting outside, not necessarily on like an acid trip or something like that, but just like really Experience lost in, in nature. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. I like just really lost in the process of thought and like you just hearing like all these surrounding sounds, but like you're still getting that realness of the lyrics that's bringing you back to the actual song itself. So, I mean, shout out to Cody and Nick, man, because they. Hell yeah. Now, is that is that uh, L Buff? Is Cody yeah, L. Buff? Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Well, since since we just went to the outdoors, let's go to the other feature track with Jalen Quinn. How is it when you and Jalen lock in? Is it like, oh, I hear Jalen verse. All right, I might have to retweet mine because I'm not letting you eat me on my song or or am I sending <laughs> you my hot fire because I already know how you coming. Is it, how's that competition like thing? Because at the end of the day, rap's still a competition, but y'all, it's a friendly competition. Steel sharpens steel, iron sharpens iron. I look at Jalen and Elsie for that matter. I look at them as like two of like my biggest competition. No cap. Hell yeah. Like for real, for real. Like the way that like their grind is absolutely insane. But like whenever I th- I think not the same. We had actually wrote and recorded that joint back in 2019. If okay. I'm not mistaken. So that was that was like couldn't even tell. One. Like it sounds fresh, like 2020, exactly. 2021. But I just never knew, like, when was, like, the appropriate time to drop it. Like, I never, like, tried to plan on, like, a rollout or anything behind it. And I just remember, like, we were just kind of going through, like, all the songs that we had in the catalog. And I was just going through my Google Drive, and I was just like, wait. I was like, I do still have this song. Because I thought I had lost it, honestly. Mm. I thought it was lost somewhere in my uh, email, and I had deleted it or something, just being stupid, going through my shit. But... Um, I hit him up and I was like, yo, I was like, I plan on dropping like this particular song that we did on the project. I was like, I wonder if you still cool with it. If you still like your verse and everything. He was like, yeah, bro. He was like, I was just feeding off the energy that you was given whenever we originally recorded. He was like, you do as you please with it. I was like, word. But that track in particular, I felt like set the tone for, I guess you could say the second half of the project, which uh, includes like not the same, the interlude. And then um, I don't want to go outside so it's definitely like, like with the with the intro and peace of mind and thinking it's like we're going up the roller coaster and then with free agent we're coming down but then it picks up speed it's not the same and it's like you it's you're going through them through the ride with yep. outdoors and i don't want to go outside now speaking of uh free agent i feel like free agent and thinking are two songs that flow into each other was that on purpose was that with, like i feel like they're sister songs or almost Most definitely. So for me, it was like right whenever you had like peace of mind going into thinking, I felt like that was more of like just me saying like, okay, like I found like this peace. But at the same time is like I still have all of these different thoughts that are like I'm still trying to process It's like, yeah, like you found like a little bit of your not going to say sanity, but you found a little bit of your um the word for it uh i guess we'll just say peace of mind just for the sake of it just to save time but uh i guess you could say like even though i found my peace of mind it's like i still had all of these different things that like i was thinking about like am i living right like am i necessarily living life to the fullest extent like how i'm supposed to be and then whenever you go from thinking into free agent that's more of like the okay like we're at a different hiatus now Mm, like now we're actually starting to live like we're starting to actually more like experience it and that's where it also goes into not the same and then from not the same it kind of like after not the same it dials it back so whenever you end up getting into the interlude it's like you're right back at 
square one in a sense. Mm, okay. So it's like, it's like, okay, I get you. We didn't went through. I cleared up the mind. Now we live in life. Not the same. We, we're a different person than in the beginning. But then now we're back at square run. A new set of thoughts are on the equation. Exactly. So mm. now you're sitting over there having the uh, the outdoors interlude where you're just thinking of just all of these not crazy mishappenings, but just everything that's going on in the world, pretty much. Like I imagine I imagine that song, even though it's not how I wrote it, but I imagine that one like sitting on top of a rooftop, like late at night, just kind of like just looking at the stars and just letting like just your thoughts just kind of ramble on and just like go through with everything. That's where you have like that craziness of like just like the guitar riff and mm-hmm. same thing with like the actual like piano keys that kind of bring a little bit more of like the beauty back to it. And then going so that's that why one. the interlude has all those different sounds because it's all the exactly. different random trains of thoughts and all the different worlds coming in and the pianos the mellowing out like it's gonna be okay oh I'll exactly. fuck with that heavy okay continue so, just, not to cut you off my bad oh no no you get it so like going from that one into I don't want to go outside is like I said like I'm sitting over there like sitting on top of the rooftop but once you end up getting to the end where of of outdoors where it's like um but yeah. Um, I always shave back eventually and roll some and like it's cut off at that point. Like it doesn't like continue the verse or anything like it's purposely cut off at like that exact point to lead you into the out into I don't want to go outside. And then that's whenever like the hard hitting of reality sets is like mm-hmm. you're still a black man in America is like you can overcome all these things. But at the end of the day is like you, your life could be taken from you at any point in time. Now, so it sounds like what went on during the Black Lives Matter movement and everything from the different murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, it sounds like that really inspired I Don't Want to Go Outside. Yeah, most definitely. So, like, that one was written, like, in the midst of everything whenever, like, all of the uh, the um, rallies and everything were going on in the uh, U.S. So I felt like that's definitely what the big inspiration for that particular song was. I remember we had wrote that one uh, when, when everything had first started, I was like, what was that, May last year? Mm-hmm. Like, Around that time, yeah. Yeah. So Leading into was... the summer. Now, I want to ask you, being that, because I have a Caucasian girlfriend, a white girlfriend, you have, uh, uh, she, I believe she's your wife, right? If uh, uh, Your girlfriend. Girlfriend. Girlfriend, wife, baby mama, future partner. <laughs> how, how, but besides that, we both have a, 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 a non-black partner. How was that during the whole movement and everything? And just how 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 is that? Just talk to me about that whole experience, because I I, I, I can relate to what you're talking about, because I, I'm in this. I'm in a similar situation. I feel like during that time, especially because a lot of people necessarily weren't really like going outside or anything. I didn't necessarily feel the effects of that, even though I have a, a Caucasian girlfriend, but. I, I do always feel like whenever we did go out in public, there was always like those stares. And it's just, I was not sure if they're staring at me because I'm with a white girl or if they're staring at her because like she's with, a, yeah. she's with a nigga, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, fuck man, I remember whenever we went to a birthday party for my little girl, man, and um, it was like probably like two, three years ago. And the girls, the girls uh, party who we were there for, her mom came up to me and had asked me if I could leave. And it wasn't necessarily the mom asking me to leave. I was friends with her, but the her boyfriend's stepdad mm. uh, 
that was, it was we were at his house and he had asked me to leave. And I remember that was like her first time ever like experiencing something of like that magnitude. And I told her, I was like, bro, I mean, I'm not tripping. I was like, I mean, it sucks, but I mean, I'm at this man's house. I can't necessarily tell him that I'm not gonna sit over there and start no. It's not like y'all in a beef. public place, yeah. Exactly. Like I'm not gonna sit over here and start no beef with this man just because at the end of the day, whatever energy I feed into it negative wise, they I'm just gonna prove they point right about me. The reason why they're kicking me out of here, even though they haven't gotten the chance to know me, they haven't had the same conversation with me. They just assume the person that I am due to all these preconceived notions that they be having. So, I mean, I just told her, I was like, I mean, we can just grab our stuff, hop in the whip and leave. I was like, she don't even want to be around that energy. Like, it's like, it's like, that's just ignorance at that point. And how do you, as a, as a rapper and just as someone that's creating art, how do you, I guess, put that pain into the art and put that to, to show like, there's people out here that that go through this. There's people who out here who experience that. And it's on both sides, whether it's black people or white people. It's like y'all shouldn't let your clouded ignorance judge what could be love and what could be happiness and and what is love and what is happiness based upon the skin complexion of other people. It's, it should be who you love is who you love. You know what I mean? Exactly my point, bro. So it's like um, I forgot where I was about to go with that. <laughs> leave me off of that what was the uh it was just it was it was just like how do you as an artist and as a rapper put that in put that pain and put that uh, that that education into your art to show that like look whether because there's black people who don't like uh mixed races and there's white people who don't like mixed couples and how do you how do you put that into your art to educate or maybe not to educate but to help someone going through that I think for me, it's really, I just want to be transparent with everybody that's listening to my music. I don't necessarily want to say, like, I'm trying to be vulnerable 24-7, but I want to be transparent in my life. I want to be transparent in the things and the uh, events that I go through. So, and then that's really just in hopes that if somebody else is going through that same thing, like, it might be able to help them in the future. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, whatever music I do write, if it is along, like, more of that um, deep internal thought and not necessarily just, like, fun songs like Frown or, like, STFU, um, I just feel like, for me, it's just really just want to be transparent with everybody. 100%. 100%. Tell the people where they can get the project on uh, streaming and whatnot and, and tell them where they can find it, what's the call and everything like that. Gotcha. Search me up. Divine Hippie, D-V-N-E-H-P-P-Y on all streaming platforms, man. SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Google Music, if that's your thing. I don't know nobody listen to Google Music, but if you mm. do, shout out to you. <laughs> uh, pretty much anywhere that music can be streamed, man. The only where place that is not is on YouTube, but we are currently working on that right now. Y'all search Concrete. Make sure y'all check it out. Now that we got the business out of the way, let's let the let's let the supporters and the family get to know who Divine Hippie is and what, what he likes. Now, you say about your business with your pops talk to us about that uh so me and my dad um he he kind of already had like the business plan and everything like set aside because he was kind of doing like play lunches and everything like out of the building already but he didn't have like a necessarily like set name for it like he didn't have like a set like business plan for it um so i remember whenever i was working at the dealership i i usually talk to my dad probably like four times a week or something like that we just like have a conversation on the phone yeah just some council meetings. Exactly. So I remember one day he was like, so Divine's like, I have this idea. He was like, I want like your opinion on it. He always like pitches me like all of his like business ideas that he has for the most part. And I appreciate that because it just means that he respects like- I think y'all have a good relationship. That's what's up. Exactly. So 
whenever um he had brought he had came up to the idea with me i was like i mean i i could i could see the holes in it you know what i'm saying but i overall i think that is a really good idea and he was asking me he was like well how would you feel about coming be a partner on this with me and immediately i was like nope <laughs> <laughs> i was like nah at first like i really had like turned it down because i was for me that was just really out of my comfort zone like i yeah. was just i was really comfortable being at the dealership and i was i, I mean yeah i mean that's really all it was i was just comfortable and yeah. that's what he kept telling me he was like you're too comfortable he was like why do you want to keep on putting energy into something you don't love that yeah exactly something that you don't love and also something that you know for a fact um, isn't going to benefit you at the end of the day besides financially. It's benefiting other people, 100%. Exactly. It's benefiting other people. You're not doing anything that's for yourself. And whenever he had said that, like, it kind of struck a nerve, but I was still, like, on the fence about it. Uh, We kept on having conversations about it. We just kept on talking. And then finally, I just caved in. We had a conversation while he was cutting my hair because he's also a barber. And I was like, you know what? I'm sold. Like, I was like, I'm willing to try it out. I put in my two weeks the next day at the dealership. And y'all got to work. Exactly. We got to work, man. He started showing me like just all the ins and outs of the business. But the main thing that really like turned me over more onto his side was, you know, for I knew for a fact that in the future, I want to own my own business. I don't know necessarily what it's going to be. I'm kind of tapping on like just different ideas. Diversify your portfolio and let rap be what you love. If it makes the money cool, but I'm going to have multiple streams of income to where I'm doing rap still for me. It's still fun for me. Exactly. I don't want to, I don't want rap to ever feel like a job. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like once something starts feeling like a job, just like a nine to five, like you don't want to lose do the it happiness. Anymore. Yeah. You, exactly. So I never wanted music to necessarily be like that. Like, I mean, I have people ask me often, like, how much you charge for features? I personally don't charge people for features, man. Like, for me, it's more of, I'm not going to work with you if I don't have a connection with you. And it's not even like no disrespect or nothing like that, but it's, I feel I want the project to be more organic than anything. And authentic, and yeah. It exactly. It's not going to be organic if like you just sitting over there paying me like a hundred dollars or something like that in order to get a quick verse. Like, I feel like at that point, like I'm obligated to just write to it. If I have to try to push something out, it's not going to be my best work. And I mean, I'm personally going to hate it. Like I'm yeah. listening to it and I'm absolutely fucking hate it. <laughs> 100%. Now I feel that. So talk to me. Uh, what's the what's the restaurant call? What's what type of the stuff y'all serve? Uh, Trap Seafood and Wing Spot, man. It's on the east side of Homa. Uh, shout out East Homa, man. That's pretty much what raised me and my pops. But um, I mean, on there, you're going to find just different styles of wings as far as just like different flavors. Most popular one, if you ever come try it out, Sweet Heat, Lemon Pepper. What's your favorite? That I don't want to know what's the most pop. I want to know what's your favorite, so I know what I should come try. Cause, cause, see, it's different when you hear the owner's favorite versus what's the most popular. Shoot, my favorite one is the sweet heat. I mean, yeah. that's that's like all the way through. And then you got the uh, the block is hot. That's like a medium buffalo lemon pepper seasoning. So it's just like a hot lemon pepper. And that that was pressure. That Next was time I'm in Homa, I'm definitely coming through. I give you my word. When I come to New Orleans, because I go through 90 to New Orleans, I always usually stop at Danny's in Morgan City. I'm stopping Boy, at right? Trap. I'm tra- stopping at Trap Seafood and Wings next time. Guaranteed. Shoot, that's a that's a bet. Hell yeah. So y'all make sure y'all go check out Trap Seafood and Wings East Side of Homa as well. Now, <laughs> I see your shirt. Are you a big anime fan? Of course. What's some of your favorite anime? <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho is the number one off Ooh, rip. 
okay, okay. Yusuke, yeah. you're a Met. Who your favorite off that show? Because we got Yusuke, we got Hie, we got Karama, we got Kuwabara. I am a Yusuke and Hie guy. I like Yusuke just more for like the badass side of it. Like, they just really don't give two fucks. And then I'm more on the Karama side. I still got that little bit of the soft side to me as well. I feel like Karama, even though he could be a cold-blooded killer, you know what I'm saying? Like, he is more, for the most part, very level-headed. He is. And I I feel like that's, I feel like that aspect, I relate more to Karama more than anybody on that show. I fuck with that. Hell yeah. Okay, so what else we got? Besides Yu Yu Hakusho. Because uh, honestly, I feel like y'all have the best tournament. Yu Yu Hakusho, best tournament art, dark tournament. But I will say, after the dark tournament, it kind of de- it kind of falls, but it's not bad. It's just not as, it's not peak fiction, like everything pre-dark, everything pre-dark tournament and dark tournament. I mean, most definitely. I mean, in that aspect, it's just like dark tournament really like set that bar high. And I mean, mm-hmm. the last boss fight that Yusuke had, like, I mean, it was cold, but I mean. But it wasn't it was no Tagiro. No- Oh hell no! <laughs> it was definitely not no fucking Tagoro, bro. That shit, that fight right there, that's like top five, top five anime. To me, the best five. fights in Yu Yu Hakusho gotta be younger Tagoro Yusuke, the final one in the tournament. Jin versus Yusuke, the flying demon who was in the air. Um, what's the drunk dude's name? I always forget. Cho Cho versus yeah. Yusuke with the with the uh, edge battle. I like Kuwabara versus the Saint Beast. His fight. Mm-hmm. I like Yusuke versus Rando and then Hiei when he uses the Dark Flame Dragon versus Bowie and the first time. Yeah, I was about to say, the first time that he used that uh, Dragon of Darkness Flame, I was just like... <sighs> I remember that old being, dude I, out! Bro, I remember being young as fuck watching that with my uncle and I'm just like, God, this nigga just got murked. <laughs> Hell yeah, okay, okay. He's got murked, bro. So what's some of your other favorite anime you got on the list? Now I'm saying One Piece all day. I just started last year. Don't judge me. But no, I'm not. I'm I, like, I started <laughs> literally when we started the anime talk show like two to three years ago. Shoot, but I'm on like episode 750 now to say that I started that thing back in September. So what is it? Seven, seven, eight months now. And I already been, didn't grind that been much. Been at a little bit. Nah, but you've been at your pace. Not rushing it, taking your time. So you right after Dress Rosa, who's yeah. your favorite straw hat first off? Favorite straw hat? Zoro. Mm, see, I'm a Sanji Zoro. guy. I go Sanji. I go Sanji, Luffy, Zoro. See, I feel like you go Zoro. Who you go next? Luffy? Brooke. Brooke? Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, man. Dude, do be having the bops. He be sitting over there playing the fuck out of that guy. Well, just wait. I promise you, if you're Brooke's your second favorite straw hat, Brooke's about to do some shit that, that really like, oh, Brooke's that guy. Okay. Cause Zoro, man, like he, I'm not gonna say he on par with Luffy. You know what I'm saying? Like from where I'm at, I just feel like he show he has a lot more power that he's not showing. Cause whenever he sliced through Homeboy on Dressrosa, I felt like he wasn't even necessarily trying. He was just like, oh yeah, this is like I'm not gonna say nothing. Just know if you if you just know I'm gonna tell you this. If you like Luffy and I mean Zoro and Brooke, you got a lot of goodness coming your way, brother. That's, that's a, all that's I'm gonna say bad. on that. Who's your favorite <laughs> non straw hat? Non straw hat. I'm gonna have to say. All right, go back and like really think about it, man. Um, uh, Dolph Flamingo was cold. I feel mm. like as far as like villains go, like he really pushed them to like a my favorite level. One Piece villain. Gotta be Dofi. He and he has, in my opinion, top five backstory in the whole show. I think oh, it's dude. Law, 
Dofi, Robin, Sanji, because you, you haven't seen Sanji's real backstory. Let me just, that's the only thing I'm going to say. Sanji, yeah, and it, I think those are the best four in the whole show. That's what, that's what Cliff was telling me, too, because he uh, all the way caught up on, like, reading the mangas and everything. He was just like, bro, was like, I'm telling you. He was like, Sanji's story get 10 times better. He's like, you don't even know the half of it. I was like, word, that's bet. But, um, I mean, definitely Law. I feel like Law has a cool That's my favorite ability. side character. Yep, that's but my favorite non head. I feel like I can't necessarily say like who a favorite would be because I haven't gotten like too far into it yet. Gotcha. Like I don't even know like what the other of the worst generation is like really about. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure out like what all these other niggas is hitting for, like Kid and uh, everybody else, just to try to see like who my exact favorite gonna be. But right now, Law, as far as like having like a backstory and the fact that his ties in with Dolph Flamingo. I definitely say those two as far as like Nas Shaw has would be my favorites. See, I'm rocking Law and Sabo because I'm on the fuck Ace bandwagon. If you listen to any anime talk content, any One Piece content I make, fuck that nigga Ace. He didn't have to die. He let his ego cloud his judgment. Fuck him. Fuck you. Damn, damn. I'm on that. I'm on the. I'm on Ace slander all the time. (laughs) All the time, <laughs> bitch ass. Yes. He's a bitch ass dude. Is n- bro, L- Luffy is dude. Couldn't probably be Doflamingo Flamingo if when he was where he was. Bitch ass, son of Roger, and your ass trash. Man, get out of here. <laughs> bro, how you get? Bro, how you get murdered like that in the biggest war? <laughs> Just a bitch, and you're sitting there crying like they trying to save you, and you sitting there moping like, oh, don't save me. Don't save me. Yet you, you people dying for you. Shut up, man. I can't fuck Shit. with bitch ass ace. <laughs> but Shit, that, uh, nigga, that, that nigga was on a, that nigga was on a worse kick than Robin. I swear to God. Ah, uh, he was about, bad off. Talking about tell me what you want to do. I yeah. want to leave that ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's some of your other favorites? What else you got on the list? Uh, I just caught up with Attack on Titan. Nice. The anime, not the manga. Yeah, the anime, not Ooh, the manga. So same. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and read the manga. But I just, I, as far as right now, that look. You pro I, Gabby? I'm, I'm, you pro Aaron? Where you at? I'm pro Aaron. Fuck that. Okay, yeah. Fuck that bitch, Gabby. <laughs> See, I don't feel bet. like okay. Don't this is not a racist bitch. thing to all my white listeners, but I feel like all black. I've never talked to a black person that is pro Gabby yet. I've. I just haven't. I just I can't see where your pro would be on Gabby. You know what I'm saying? Like I just they're saying she's brainwashed and she doesn't know what she's doing. But I'm like, even if that's the case, you're telling me you're okay with seeing them put y'all in a ghetto, them do all that shit, mean shit to y'all. The only reason why they're not doing it to you is because you're fighting for them. Yet all the Marlians, all the uh, Eldians that fight for y'all, they use them on the front lines. So I don't understand how you think if I fight hard enough, destroy the other Eldians, that they're going to leave y'all alone. No, they're just going to kill y'all. Like, even if you're brainwashed, it it doesn't make sense to me. Like, how can Falco see it and you don't? That's my whole thing with Gabby. That's what I'm saying, bro. And I'm just like, like the entire time I'm watching the, uh, the fourth season, I'm just like, bro. I was like, how stupid can you be? And then whenever she saw she shot uh, shot Sasha, I was like, that's it. I was like, that's yeah, nice, fuck you. I'm with Cause you. Because like, like I remember whenever um I had I had to restart uh, Attack on Titan actually. So I watched it from episode one probably about like last month or so. 
And I want to say the month before that is whenever Chris had dropped the uh, the fuck Gabby uh, track. So I was just like, man, I was like, I don't know who the fuck this bitch Gabby is, but I was like, <laughs> apparently it's fuck Gabby. So like, I'm watching the whole thing. I get to season three. I'm like, man, there's still no Gabby in this bitch. I was like, what character is named Gabby? So I finally get to season four and they introduce her. I'm just like, okay, I mean, like, she's cool. You know what I'm saying? And then like all the other shit starts to transpire and you really start seeing her attitude come out. I'm like, oh yeah, no, nah, I can see why Chris said that fuck shit. Fuck that bitch. bitch. Bro. Yeah. Bitch, bro. <laughs> okay, so what else you got on the list? We got we got you, you, one piece, attack on tight. Anything else? Uh I like Death Note mainly for the psychological portion of it. Okay. Dr. Okay. Stone, as far as like a new generation, is definitely one of my favorites because that's more on like that science kick. That's also the first anime that I got my girl to watch. Okay, with. hell yeah. So we hell so we yeah. so we finally start, we finally started to get some leeway in there. Um as well as I would say Mob Psycho 100 as well. Love Mob Psycho. Love, love, love Mob Psycho. I appreciate the Mob Psycho poster in the background as well. Mob is amazing. Like he is, he is one of my, like in terms of Nugent, him, Deku, and I'd say maybe Yuji, maybe the uh, Undead Unluck. That's, those are my top Nugent. Those, but Mob is definitely on the, oh, and Shinra, because I love Fire Force. Those are like my top Nugent peeps. As far as like new gen goes, I'm still trying to get like more into like the new generation style animes. I tried watching Demon Slayer for a little bit. I ended up getting back into One Piece, so I didn't finish it. But what would you say is one anime that I have to peep out? That's oh, right you got to new gen. You got to check out My Hero or Fire Force. Those are the right, two. So my so my hero, I'm caught up for sure, for sure. But okay. Fire Force, I'm gonna definitely peep. You out. gotta peep Fire Force and watch it all the way through because people don't like the fan service in season one. I don't think it distracts from the show, but you you might not like it. But season two, there's no fan service. There's one of the best black characters in anime. Fucking fire! Like Fire That's Force right. has one of the best stories. Just just trust me when I say. Don't worry about them showing one girl's like cleavage all the time. It's not, it's not, it does not matter. Don't let it distract you from the story because it's fucking amazing. So yeah, Fire Force is the one you got to check out. Also, if you haven't checked out a classic, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Gold. Gold. Go, go to the anime. And if you absolutely, like psychological, like Death Note, this to me is the best anime of all time that's like story only. Monster. 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 You can watch it all on YouTube. It's free. Cool. Just type in monster. You can either do dub or sub in not long, nah. not many seasons. You can watch whichever one you want. I'm telling I'm you, go. I'm asking you this question. Are you an anime snob to where you only watch sub or you don't feel like it matters? I am. Okay. So I'm not either. I am a person that I watch subs, but if, there's there's some that I only watch in dub. Like I only watch Cowboy Bebop dub. I only watch Trigon dub. I only watch Black Lagoon dub. Now, if it's new, I'll give the dub a shot. But if I fall in love with the sub voice and the dub doesn't like come close, then I won't watch it. So I'm I'm yeah. not a snob, but I'm not like I don't care because I do care. But I don't. But I'm not like oh, if you don't watch sub, you're missing out. No, I'm not. I'm not one of them people. Also, going back into the favorite animes, I'm gonna definitely throw my hat in the ring on that Samurai Champloo. Fire, because that that's in my top five for sure, for sure. Yes, I remember. Like I that. fall under the Cowboy Bebops because I know everybody's like, "Ooh, where do you fall, Cowboy Bebop or Champloo?" I love them both. I lean to Bebop, but Champloo's fucking amazing. Cowboy the New Bebop Japan has, soundtrack, great. Cowboy Bebop probably has 
one of, if not the best intros of all anime history. Cash money. Cash I want somebody money. to sample that for me so bad. <laughs> oh, look, look, all the producers out there, y'all heard it here. Get on it. Uh, so, okay, so we got animes. What's your favorite movies or TV shows? Movie would have to be uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I know, a basic, I know it's a basic ass answer. Fire. I mean, one of, I mean, the, pers- one of the best comic book movies of all time. Yes. It, that's, I mean, that's the same way I was about to say it. Like, I feel like as far as like they nailed it on the head comparing like the actual comic book to the actual movie. So that one was definitely a uh, fire flame favorite show. I don't necessarily have a favorite one, but currently right now, my favorite one that I'm really invested in is Snowfall. Ooh, see, I'm catching up to it. I'm not all the way caught up, but I'm watching it. That's oh, I like it. I like it's, it. It's so damn precious, son. No motherfuckers know what they're doing. Shout like, out to Franklin. <laughs> yes, sir. Shout out Franklin, bro. Everybody think he a bitch, but that nigga real. <laughs> yeah, from what I'm on season, I'm 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 on season two right now. Franklin killing it. <laughs> and I I I saw he got his little cane walk, so I'm ready to see how he get that. Bro, that shit, that shit crazy. I ain't even gonna spoil nothing for you on that. I'm Come ready. all the way caught up. Hell yeah. So no, I'm ready on that. Okay. Being that you're from Louisiana, crawfish or gumbo? Gumbo. I don't eat crawfish. Oh, okay. Gumbo or boudin? Skip. <laughs> all right, all right. No, 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 no. We can't skip. Give us an answer. You gotta choose. I can't believe you just you just convinced me to do skip. I thought I'm like, I'm not asking him nothing crazy. I would have skipped it if it was something personal, but I know gumbo's the boot at you gotta pick, nigga. Man, that is personal because niggas is gonna judge me. They already probably judging me right now for the crawfish, but it's all good. <laughs> but uh, I mean fuck it, we're gonna compare the two. Uh, I guess it really just depends on what type of gumbo it is. If it's seafood gumbo, I'm not going to touch it. I just really don't eat seafood. I'm like the worst representation for Louisiana ever. Do not put me on no posters for this bitch. <laughs> but, I mean, we talking like chicken and sausage gumbo, gumbo all day. All uh, bet, 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 bet. If you could go anywhere on vacation, no COVID, where you going? Tokyo, Japan. I feel you. I'm with you. That's like on the top of my list. If you yes, could sir. go to, if you're on an island with only, you get one, you get, one movie that's not Scott Pilgrim and three albums, what you choosing? Movie, I'm going to say... Let's see, let's see, let's see. Movie, I'm a pro... Actually, I'm not even going to do movies. I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do albums first. So albums, I'm going to say, because of the internet, for sure, for sure. Solid. Um... <sighs> I'll probably take Sublime with me. I'll take Sublime up there. I like Concrete a lot, but I feel like Sublime probably get me through them times on the island. <laughs> all right, all right. And what's the last album? Last album would probably have to be more current. I have to go with that. Um, fuck. I have to go with that Benny the Butcher, man. The plugs I met, too. Ooh, okay. cash. I'm listening. I'm jamming that heavy right now. Okay, now yeah. what's the movie? Movie, I'm still not sold on it. Goddamn. Um, fuck, because it really would have been Scott. Pilgrim. That's why I have to say whatever besides Scott Pilgrim, because I know you take that. Ah, shit. Um, fuck. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna say Dragon Ball Z to uh, return a cooler. Oh, okay. Solid choice. Solid choice. Return a cooler. 
Okay. Just because, yeah. just because I could replay the scene of Jeter getting kicked in the nuts <laughs> <laughs> multiple times, and I'll provide me with for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's fucking funny. Okay. So, in the final question, we ask everybody: If you're the writer, producer, director to the Divine Hippie movie, how do you want it to end? How do I want the movie to end? Uh. I guess I want to end with me on a mountaintop, cloaked out in like I guess what would be like monk type gear, just like smoking a joint and just like looking at the fruits of my labor, like everything. Cause like I want the land that I'm on to be like completely owned by me, not like necessarily like dojo style setting, but just like serene peace. I just Cabin in the mountain, yeah. Yep. I just wanted to fade out with me like sitting on top of the roof in like a monk type cloak or whatever. Just smoking, as you see, like the smoke billow up in the air. You just go to the end credit scene. Just call Fuck it a day. Yeah, solid ending. I've heard so many array of different answers, and still haven't got the same answer yet. So I fuck with that heavy. Thank you so much, Devon, for coming on the show. Tell the people where they can follow you at on social media. Uh, follow me at T H E D I V I N E H I P P Y. That's the Divine Hippie with the eyes included, and that's on. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. You can look me up, Divine Hippie, D V N E H P P Y, on Facebook if that's your thing. And uh, all uh, follow ah, shit. <laughs> uh, listen to the project Concrete that just dropped recently. Uh, all streaming platforms, D V N E H P P Y, and that's on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to music at. Hell yeah, y'all. Make sure y'all go check out Divine's, all his work. Make sure you follow us, us on all social medias. Thank you, Divine, for coming on. With that being said, let's finish up the show with Bros Who Ball. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we want to say thank you to Divine for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. It's that time of the show where we talk sports, Bros Who Ball. Joining me as always, Mr. Adam Schubert and returning our guy, Justin Batiste. Let's start off with Justin. Justin, how are you doing this week, bro? Glad to have you back as always. I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Can't complain. I've been doing a lot of AAU, so... Uh, okay, so so you busy. high school season is over. Now you're in the AAU grind mode. Yeah, I guess. AAU grind mode. That's what's up. That's what I'm glad to, glad to have you here and talking hoops. Shuby, how you doing this week? Well, I'm doing all right, man. You know, we had a really awesome pitch it match this past weekend. Best sporting event of the that. weekend. Catch that on the, the live stream on Twitch. That's a fact. Um, but check out the VOD. It'll be out on YouTube next Monday. But all the other matches will be out starting on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then the next one will be out on next Monday. But you'll have some some pitches to watch. But, yeah, we had a good one this weekend. Better than mm-hmm. all the other sports. How did the Masters go? Who won? I know you were in the hat. Hideki Matsuyama, I think is how you say his name. Okay, okay, okay. It was one of those situations where, like, the best kinds of golf tournaments are when, like, you have someone tied on the last day or something like that. But the dude had like a four stroke lead over everybody. It was one of those situations where he could have gone out there and just like flat line, part every, just part every hole and not like done any, made any moves and no one was going to catch it. Like Ooh. he just had such a big Saturday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not too much NFL stuff, but I got to give you your credit. You did call Darnold was going to be leaving the jets, ended up going to the Panthers. But uh, that means the Jets are now probably going to take Zach Wilson. So that puts the 49ers in a peculiar situation on are they going to take? I've been listening to stuff about that all week. And like they're saying that it's going to be Mac Jones. Everyone's question immediately, though, is would you is Mac Jones worth it? 
trading up for the third pick. That's and like, what, what I'm will, saying. And what will that do to the legacies of the GM and the coach? So I don't think it's worth it. I think they should tr- take the home run hit on Fields just for what Fields can do. I don't for think that's a home run hit. I think right. it's the it's the biggest risk reward. I think home run is the wrong thing. I think it's biggest risk reward. If it turns out right, the risk is high. But if it turns out wrong, it could be really bad. But, yeah, but I just think if it's Shanahan's offense better, he's a running well, quarterback. He can make the play action pass things a little more dynamic. I don't know. The the one thing people forget about is since it's been a lot more of Alabama on the Alabama side recently, the Alabama quarterback curse of. Alabama quarterbacks coming in, but because of what they dealt with in college, they don't translate. Same thing could be said about Ohio State if you think about it. JT Barrett, uh, who's the guy before him that went to Braxton Miller, became a receiver. Yeah. You know, Haskins. Haskins, exactly. You know, Ohio State quarterbacks aren't really translating either. So it's just one of those things where either one of them could be a real mystery of a third pick. And then Trey Lance, of course, is just so raw that you just don't know if they, that would be worth it. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a, a waste for San Francisco to have done that because they're not going to get any guy that's going to be immediately better than what they have. So that's the thing. And that's why I'm like, okay, maybe go Trey Lance, sit him under Garoppolo or go fields. I just don't see Jones as the, as the, as the pick. I feel like Jones is so safe that it doesn't, it doesn't change even if you sit in behind Garoppolo. I think you're getting the same level that Garoppolo can give you with Jones. I'm just not sure. So, you know. Yeah. The only it, other big thing I've seen in the NFL besides all that is that the Browns might sign Jadavion Clowney, which would be huge for the Browns because then they have two star defensive ends. Well, he would have to get top. his act together because he wasn't good in Tennessee. But if he does get his act together with Garrett, that could be deadly. Yeah, exactly. The Browns are something to watch. Yeah, they are. They're making some noise in that division. and But I'm still thinking the team to watch in the NFC is the Cardinals. That team is making moves. I'm loving what the Cardinals are doing. So we're going to have to see Seattle's in some trouble. But let's talk real quick. We didn't talk national championship last week because it hadn't happened yet. Baylor ended up beating Gonzaga. Justin, did you see that coming? I was so upset. I was so hurt. I actually picked Baylor. Oh, look at you. Yeah, so I was um, right on that, but I didn't think they would be that dominant. Like, it it was more of a hesitant pick. It wasn't like their clear-cut favorites, but they definitely dominated Gonzaga. It looked like Gonzaga left all their juice out in the UCLA game. They celebrated like they won the final, they won the championship. Seemed like they let, they had no more gas left. And I was like, where's the energy? Where's the oomph? But also, uh, the Florida transfer was hurt. Suggs was hurt. They were playing through a lot of injuries. I just don't know if they had any more fire after UCLA. It looked like they took it out of them. Yeah, you could say that, but I mean, oh, you think Baylor just flat out dominated? From what I see, from 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 what I seen, and I just seen the the guard play of Baylor was just too dominant. Mm, fair, uh, fair. Too many playmakers, and I mean, Gonzaga, they didn't have an answer for it. That's a fact. Shuby, you were right. I got to give you your props. You, even though you were at the bottom of the bracket, you picked Baylor. Did you end up winning? I don't think you won. No, no, no. I definitely didn't win. But, I, I, yeah, I had picked Baylor, but I didn't pick Gonzaga to get there. So, mm. you know, when it came down to that championship game, I, I thought it could go either way. But from what I had seen all season long with Baylor, they just were physical. They're, they're so fast. They make their shots. They have a lot of players that really leave it all out there. And I feel like that was one of the main differences and something that you see 
when you get like a Butler or a Gonzaga into the game is that, you know, they play a team with that plays in like the ACC or the big 12 or something, the teams that have faced adversity and, you know, been able to have to bounce back after things and, you know, can generate energy when necessary. I just don't know if Gonzaga was able to carry that into that last game. You know, I tweeted early on in the game, I was like, it's going to be a real telling to the on in-game coaching of Mark few is how is he going to be able to get these guys to like, turning around and I just I don't even think it had to do with him at the end of the day I really think it just had to do with um Baylor being more of like the blue collar they just had more horses they were literally better athletes they just they literally just out physical them and they just better athletes that's the best way I can say it like Gonzaga just didn't have enough talent at the end of the day which is crazy I still got Jalen Suggs, best player coming out of the college draft. Sorry, Cade. I'm rocking. I'm Jalen over Cade. But I know this guy under here is Jalen Green over Cade and Jalen Suggs. What 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 is it about? I'm talking about you. Aren't you Jalen Green? Uh I don't know, man. Don't who know. who are you rocking with going uh, into the draft? Early, uh, early it, pick. It it depends on who has the number one pick. Mm, okay, you going fit. But I, I think I like Jalen Green, but I like Kay Cunningham too. It just depends on who has that number one pick. Okay, all right, we'll get to that as we come. I just, I just got to say it every week. I'm Jalen. I'm Team Suggs, number one pick. I think he's gonna make a huge difference. Whereas Kay Cunningham, if he doesn't fall to the right system, might have some trouble. But that just could be now, hating. Now the one thing you know, last week we talked a lot about that Gonzaga UCLA game, and Justin wasn't here for that. Um, Justin, do you think that any of their UCLA guys raised any stock? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they have a couple of guys. Uh, really, I would say that my favorite is um, I don't know. He's like a um, light skin kid, the Juzang uh, kid, lefty. Uh, Bright skin with uh, curly hair. Yeah, you talking about Johnny Juzang. Is that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. The shooter. Yeah, he's he's probably my favorite player. Uh, the other guy too, Vasquez. Yeah, that uh, Jaime he's Vasquez been- Jr. He was looking pretty good, and then Tiger Campbell, the dude that looked like a Florida kid with all the, with with his dreads like that. Yeah, but my, my but my favorite one is definitely the uh, left handed kid. All right, yeah. all right. That's what I said as well. See, Shuby, I'm on point. I'm on par with my with my draft predicts. I'm on par with that basketball draft predictions. But let's get to the season. Pellies, hold on. Let's get to the standings. Bro. Pellies are one game out, baby, of what? the play-in. One game out. The Warriors are 25 and 28. Pelicans are 24 and 29. The Pelicans won tonight. Did the Warriors play? No, the Warriors did not play. They played on Mar. They played the Nuggets. They probably gonna lose that game too. So hopefully, Pelis can come and win, beat the Kings. But the Pelicans beat the Sixers on Friday. Big dub against the Sixers made Joel Embiid look like a look pedestrian. Zion Williamson, thirty-seven, eight, fifteen. Brandon Ingram had a solid seventeen. Joel Embiid was looking like I said pedestrian against Big Z. They come back. Didn't play good defense tonight. It was more so Najee, uh, Najee Marshall. Shout out to him, who was really the MVP of this game from Coach Stan Van Gundy. Even though Brandon had 27 and 38, Stan Van Gundy called them empty stats. He said, if those dudes don't perform on defense and lead the team, Pelicans won't amount to nothing. I agree with him. 
Thank you. Tell those dudes that. We're trying to make the playing game. We got a shot. They got to lock in. I think it's possible, Justin, as long as they lock in. What you think about the Pellies? <laughs> now, a little more healthy. Well, uh, now that Ingram's back, that should help them. I think that's why they – I mean, they also play the Cavaliers, but mm-hmm. I think Ingram being back definitely uh, is a big help. And Zion, he's been playing great. Uh, it also shows, like, it's crazy how, like, the NBA could just change so fast, man. Like, I could have sworn, like, two two days, at, two days ago, they were, like, almost last in the West. Now they're in, almost in a playing game. Well, they was never last in the West. The Rockets and the well, T-Bulls. They, they were, like, second to last. Like, they were they were 13. Maybe third to last. They were 13. Like, they were third to last in the West. That's a fact. Like, they're pretty low. But now we're doing good. We're on a little win streak. Two-gamer. Look, we're right outside the Warriors. It's gonna happen. We gonna pass them up. Steph Curry don't want it this year, man. I mean, shit. I mean, they missing Clay Clay Thompson. So and I'm- Wiseman just got injured. It's over for the Warriors. Put them in the dirt. Put them in the ground. We getting it this year, baby. Pellies to the play-in. And let me tell you my hot top, my hot take, Justin. I think if the Pelicans make the play-in, we beat the Spurs. We beat the Grizzlies twice. And I think we can upset the Jazz in the first round. I think we can. I think we can upset the Jazz in the first round. Don't like Donovan Mitchell. Don't like Rudy Gobert. I think that Jazz what? that Jazz team is the worst first the worst first seed since the Atlanta Hawks with Al Horford, Kyle Korver, Paul Millsap, and Jeff Teague. Put them in the dirt. Hey, quit the hate. <laughs> quit the hate. Donovan Mitchell is an MVP. He's an MVP. He's the MVP of the league right now. No, he's not, Justin. How? No, he is not. How? The MVP of the league is either Jokic, Chris Paul, or Dame. Get out of here with Donovan. Uh, so, okay. So don't we reward teams that have the that have the better records? Okay, and so what about you? What about Chris Paul? I gave you Chris Paul. Okay, who's number one? Okay, but but Donovan's just not come on, bro. Don his number one. I'm about to pull up the stats. Better. His numbers are way better than Chris Paul. Like, I'm about to pull up the stats. 42, 40 plus the other night. Don't worry, I'm about to pull up the he's stats. He's carrying the, the Jazz. Right right now, they're first in the West, and he's carrying the Jazz. All right, league leaders. Donovan Mitchell. Let's look at Donovan Mitchell's stats compared to Jokic. Uh, okay, so Donovan is averaging 26. Let's see assists. Where he at? Five. In four rebounds. Now let's look at Jokic. Jokic is averaging uh, 26, 10 rebounds in eight assists. Get out of here, Donovan. You know, you can't be. You, how you gonna let the big man record. average eight assists over you? Look at you. Who's more valuable also, to their team? Uh, also, Jokic is number one in every stat category for the Nuggets. Number one in every stat category. So he should be team MVP. He league MVP. And if we go, there actually has the best stats on the Jazz. Exactly. Rudy? French man Rudy? Get out of here, Justin. And then, if anything, Joel Embiid's more of an MVP than Donovan. With disrespect to the number one seed. And James, James Harden's more of an MVP than Donovan. With disrespect to the number one seed in the West. I'm t- you want to make a bet right now? It's a regular season award, and Donovan Mitchell is... is like, Do you want to make a bet right now about this number one seed you hyping up like this? What? 
How high round? What? First or second round exit? I I bet you the Jazz gonna have a first or second round exit. I'm talking about MVP. Oh, let there you go. I'm talking about MVP. I'm talking about who winning. <laughs> oh, who winning? I the We talking about winning. It's gonna be a Lakers and uh, Nets. And you brought up a you you brought it right to where I wanted to go. Andre Drummond looks like the answer for the Lakers. He's giving you what da- did White Howard and JaVale McGee gave you, and some. He can actually score the ball. He can actually move the ball. I think when AD and LeBron come back, the Lakers still might be the best team in the league, no matter how much the Nets have. That's crazy. I'm putting that much stock in a LeBron. That's nuts. They just, <laughs> Two years ago, too. I would not have done that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, too, how they're trying to do it in a completely different way than the rest of the league. They're doing it big like, man style, man. Yeah, they're doing so it old they, school. As yeah, Everyone's yeah. going small. They go big. And I feel like in, in their case, it could actually really work for them. I think you need a trans factor. You need a generational big. And let me give AD some shine. You need a generational big like AD to make it happen. You need a generational guard like LeBron to make it happen more so than AD. But with the with with LeBron being able to facilitate get the shooters involved, that allows AD to have more space on the inside. And then you have another big man like Drummond, who was a top pick, who finally is realizing his talent. The Lakers are tough. And another reason why I don't think I'm not buying in the Nets hype, Aldridge is washed. Aldridge is washed, bro. He don't have it no more. The Spurs were willing to get rid of him. Now, Blake Griffin might have pulled the wool over the Pistons' eyes because I think Blake Griffin still got some juice left. Well, he never wanted to play for them. True. True, 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 true. Justin, how do you feel about that Nets? Do you think Aldridge still has it? How how are you feeling about the Nets? He has a mid-range game. Like, Aldridge is not washed. All right. He can play a little bit. Blake Griffin, like that Nets team is that Nets team is good. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just buying too much into the Lakers hype. Cause I do think KD, Harden, Blake, and Kyrie can get it done. I I 100 percent think that. But they got to get past the Sixers in the Heat first. I to me, the best teams in the East right now, Sixers, Nets, Heat, best teams, Bucks. Hawks, no. No. no Hornets, Celtics, and Knicks. No. I think your I think your Hawks are going to be out in round one. <laughs> How about the Bucks? And Drew Holiday, they wasted money on Drew. I'm sorry. They're not, they're not about to win anything. Like, the Nets are just too powerful. The Sixers are too powerful. And to me, when you add Oladipo to the Heat, they're too powerful for them. Or am I sleeping on Drew and the Bucks? The, the matchups are going to be what really matters, I think, because, you know. That's true. Especially for the Bucks. Like, I feel like the Bucks really need to play like an Atlanta or a Charlotte. They do not need to play the round. Heat first round. If they, if they play the Heat first round, I don't know about that. It's over for them. They better hope the Heat pass up Charlotte, which I think will happen. <laughs> But Charlotte's showing heart, even without LaMelo, even without Gordon Hayward, they're still winning. Maybe Charlotte has figured it out. I don't know. They're surprising me. Yeah. I think we're seeing a new corner being turned in the East with, like, Atlanta, Charlotte, and the Knicks, and even Chicago a little bit. I mean, some of these teams that have been banking on young players and their developments. Finally starting to come around. finally starting to show, show, especially – for Charlotte, I mean, like what the bridges with that huge dunk that he had over uh, mind over the blowing I mean, dunk. Lamelo, Lamelo would have been rookie of the year if not Definitely the injury. Definitely would have been. 
And then so. you had a, a veteran like Gordon. If Gordon can come back, Hornets may may still make the playoffs. Justin, how are you feeling about playoffs. the East? The East, uh, I like how the 76ers are, are playing. Uh, I like that they're finally um, playing well. And Doc Rivers, he unlocked them. Got to yeah. be coach of the year candidate. Second in the East, he is, but I think Monty Williams has to be coach. Mm, with the Suns, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. The only, I'm only going to play Devil's Advocate with Doc. Because, no, fuck no. Get out of here. But, 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 the, but the records... That, no, 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 no. Exactly, the Jazz are ass, ass. Uh, Doc Rivers has unlocked Ben Simmons. He's finally figured out how to play Ben Simmons and Joel. But I think the key to the Sixers is Tobias. Tobias being like being who he, who the Sixers need him to be, the third option, and Seth Curry being a sniper. Yeah, but we'll see in the playoffs. Can they get it done? That's the that's the real question. Now, do you like the Bucks going into this playoffs? Because you was you was hyping up the Bucks a couple of seconds ago. Who you? No, I I asked you. Do you like the Bucks? I do not like the Bucks. I don't like the Bucks. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't think. I just think Giannis like he's he's good, but I just think he would be better if he was, you know, on a team where he doesn't have to be the main person. Mm, I agree with that. I think Giannis should have not signed that extension and went to Dallas. Like, honestly, he should have went to Dallas to play with Luca. That would have been amazing. I just don't think he has the right guards around him. And you know I'm pro Drew Holiday. Shout out to Drew. Love you for your time in the Pelicans. But now it's just like, I don't like, know if he was, he was worth that money. That would be a good combination. Bradley Beal, look at you. Bradley Beal needs to walk away from the Wizards himself. But we'll see what happens with that's that. That's too much. I don't think he's leaving. That's tragic. Tragic for Brad. Tragic. Um, Let's see. We talk Sixers. We talk Nets, Bucks. How you feeling about your Hawks, man? Ever since Nate McMillan came, they've been, they've been winning. They're a playoff team. That's <sighs> I'm just trying to see them in the playoffs. We better... Uh, Ice hey, Trey hey, better look step, right in the one playoffs. One step at a time, time right? <laughs> All I'm saying is Ice Trey better bring it in the playoffs. If let not, us, he getting slandered. Let us take it one step at a time, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I give y'all props, y'all fourth. I'm, I'm giving it all to Nate McMillan, though. I'm not giving it to Ice Trey. Nate McMillan came in and, and got him right, got his mind right. Stop, stop with them empty stats, Trey. Let's get some winning stats. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks. No, nah, we're not going. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Hawks on here. We only pull for one bird-like team on this show, and that's a Pelican. Uh, Anything in the West? Let's see. The Talk Clippers, Nuggets. Clippers are nice. Ooh. Like, not I coming mean, from I the think, guy that said the Clippers weren't going to make the playoffs. I know, like, I think I, I think them adding Rondo was huge. I think you were drunk that day you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, it was just, like, me really, like... Hating. Uh, really hating on Paul George. I know. Because it was, it was still pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I just remember it was me, you, and Ian. Schubert could not be here, and you just you just go, oh, yeah. Hot take for the episode this week. Clippers not making the playoff. And I literally immediately was like, what the fuck? And I texted Schubert like right when that happened. I was like, you won't believe what Justin just fucking said. <laughs> no, it, it was more because of Paul George, man. Paul, Paul George has, he's, he's, he's been playing good. 
And like I think Adirondo was it was very huge. And Rondo is the key. Oh, well. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Rondo is the key. The fact is, neither Paul George nor Kawhi want to be a leader. Want to be a and let me not say leader in the sense of leading the team, but leader in the sense of getting team right on the floor. And Rondo's gonna come in and say, "You go here, you go here, you go here, and and let's run this offense." And I think that suits people like Kawhi and Paul George better because Kawhi showed it. He needed a guy like Kyle Lowry to do that for him in Toronto. And if Rondo can give him half of what Kyle Lowry gave him we might see playoff Kawhi back. Yeah, and I guess also, you know, and when talking about chemistry, getting rid of Lou Williams. Was huge, too. Was huge, too. Because, you finally you know, got like, rid of Montrez and Lou, to, and no matter how much the uh, Clippers fans will always have reverence for them, they were kind of not gelling with the Paul George Kawhi uh, yeah, they transition. Yeah, they weren't a part of the new era. So, I mean, like, now you got a team that's all in on the new era. I think Rondo also... Fixes the coaching issue you have because I mean, who knows what Tyron Lou's actually doing? But um, <laughs> shots, shots from Shuby. <laughs> you know me and player coaches. Yeah, I know. But... Steve Nash proving your ass wrong too this year. What is he doing? <laughs> Coaching the Nets. <laughs> James, do what you do. <laughs> Kevin, do what you do. Rude, so rude, so rude. We're not going to go but, there. <laughs> I mean, he's got so many alphas on the team. Like, does he even have a voice? He does have a voice. Don't do that. To, don't do that to Steve. But uh, all right, let's see. So we talked Clippers. I do like the Clippers. Like I said, Justin's big on Monty Williams, coach of the year. I think Chris Paul could be an MVP candidate. Do we think the Suns, if the playoffs start today, do we think the Suns beat the Mavericks? I think they do. Well, my co-host in ESPN was trying to talk me out of it. And I was like, nah, bro, the Suns are beating them. Like, he's what, like, What's good about the Mavericks besides Luka? That's it. That's my thing. He has no help. I saw Luca, but he's so good. My thing is, I just expect they'll win a game. If Devin Booker can be Devin Booker, then the Suns should win because, like, Chris Paul's gonna get you to where you need to be. And as long as Devin Booker can drop twenty five, which dude has shown he can do it in sleep, I think the Suns can win. I'm I'm big on the Suns. I think I think the Suns can too. Yeah, I'm big on the Suns. Now I will say, they better hope. They don't have to. Who would they play? They would play. They would play they, the Lakers. They would play Dallas. Oh, no, we, no. We would they play in the next round? Yeah. Would it be the Lakers? If it was today, then yeah, they'd probably play the Lakers or Denver. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Or no, 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 no. They would play either the Clippers or the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. Which would be hard for them either way, too. Yeah. I think the Suns better hope they have to play the Clippers or the Trailblazers instead of the Nuggets or the Lakers because I don't know if they can – I don't know if they're ready for a second-round battle with the Nuggets or Lakers. That needs to be like their final well, balls to the finals. They're they're a team that when you think about them, you think about the guards. Of course, you have eight, but is eight going to be able to go up against be ready. Roman and – and Jokic. So. And the thing is, is Mikael Bridges ready? Are some of these young guys ready? Like, I know you can play Crowder, but like, are some of these young guys for the Suns ready to take that next step? Because you see, the Suns rely on Mikael Bridges. They rely on people like Javon Carter, Cameron Payne, Cameron Johnson, Dario Saric, the people off the bench, these young guys. That's who's going to have to show up. And we're going to see. Chris Paul has gotten them right so far. So so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Celtics dead in the water. Justin, I predicted. I think Jason Tatum will leave the Celtics. 
No, I think he's definitely staying with the Celtics. Think he's going to stay? I think he's locked in. I think it's a franchise that that's not that you wouldn't mind staying with. All right. Now, it's, it's a big market team, and I think they could always get players at any moment. Right. Now, I guess the, com- the conversation at the end of the season for them would be like, you know, how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum feel about their roles. Like, does one of them feel like they need to be the alpha? Like, one is it, do they? One of the, does one of them feel like they have to be number one? It's time to get um, rid of Kimba too. Yeah, Kemba is the one that I think that is the piece that you move, um, just because you probably want to go young at, at PG. Get but, a better uh, guard for them because he's just not executing, man. Kemba's you just, just want to get executing. You, you want I, I would say you want to get like someone who's really facilitating, because like, yep. you don't need a shooter at, at that spot if you got Tatum and Brown. So someone who can facilitate and still knock down shots, but isn't the yeah. first or second option. One hundred percent, I'm with you. We're gonna see now, what's up with the South. I would be interested. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the Celtics do uh, moving forward. But, you know, at this point, I think the Knicks are going to overtake them. So, Ooh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not buying into Knicks hype yet. I got to see y'all make the playoffs. We still got some games left. And y'all got some difficult games on the schedule. Y'all got Lakers, Pellies, Mavericks, Pellies. That's four losses right there. Hornets, Hawks, Raptors, Suns. Bro, y'all got a murder's row to finish off your season. Bulls, Where, where's that Rockets. Mavericks game? Is it, is it MSG? The Mavericks game is in Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, if it was an MSG, I'd say it's over with. Oh, just because Chris Stapp's an MSG? You know Chris Stapp's going to come back and say he's the king of New York? What's wrong with you? Chris, Chris Stapp's can't even go on the floor and say he's the king of the court. <laughs> I mean, they, he, he he's just not he's not what he's used to be. Damn, this is, this is. Justin, last thing I got today. I think the Heat are going to be the dark horse again. I really think Oladipo... Drogic, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Trevor Ariza, Kendrick Nunn, Iguodala, Tyler Hero. I think they're too much for teams. And then you get Dwayne Dedman. I think they're too much. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to them uh, being that dark horse. But uh, I just want, want to see how they uh, do against a Nets team in, uh, four, in a seven-game series. Because that's going to come down to gritty players versus star players. And can can the yeah. gritty guys get it done? Right, right. And I just want to see, you know, the type of strategies that's going to be uh, adjustments that's going to be made in that series if they do meet up. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing it because those are two good teams. Uh, well, one team has, I think, better players. Of course, we will all agree, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And that that that, that, that heat, heat team, they have good players and – uh, I, I just want I want to see like what type of strategy that they're gonna run against the Nets. I still think that the Nets are the better team, but you know you never know. You never That's know. a fact. Because that Old that Oladipo addition was huge. I think he he's an All Star and I think he fits that team. I'm with you. All right, this week, I think I'm going to zero in, of course, on the Pelicans. Going to watch some more 76er games this week. Going to watch some Nuggets game because Aaron Gordon has changed the Nuggets. They've been undefeated since he's gotten there, which is insane. Got to watch them. I think they lost their first game literally yesterday. So I think it was was tonight. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is. Yeah, they lost their first game tonight to the Celtics. So I'm going to be watching some more Nuggets games. And then we're going to update you on some other teams around the league. But that's all we got this week. Justin will be back next week. We got him back talking NBA. Tell the playoffs and the drafts. He's going to be getting on his shit. Justin, tell the people they can follow you at on social media. Oh, yeah, you guys can find me. uh, Follow me on my new Twitter. Yeah, you do. 
My old Twitter got deleted. I don't know what happened. Damn, you was talking, but you're you're talking grimy on Twitter, Justin. Not you. Bro, you should bro. you should contact Twitter. Not you're not the guy to do that. I don't I don't know what happened. I just couldn't log in one day. So you guys can follow me on my Twitter, Justin Baptiste Four. Yeah, no random. Um, Justin Baptiste Twenty Two is, is my Instagram, uh, Snapchat, same thing. And I've been getting uh, last time, bro. I got a couple of followers. Like the uh, last couple of times we've been doing this, like I've been getting a few followers on Snapchat. All social media. You better be careful with the Snapchat. <laughs> y'all better not. Y'all better leave my guy Justin alone on Snap. <laughs> y'all make sure, like on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> make sure y'all go follow Justin, man. Y'all go follow like, Justin like, on his YouTube. On Monday through Wednesday, bro. Monday through Wednesday. <laughs> it's like my it's, it's like my most is like followers. It's when I get new followers. Pod days, man. The the the, the, the community. The Justin Hyde fucks with you, man. They miss you on the show. So shout out to <laughs> shout out to Jay Boogs, man. Glad to have you back for the rest of this NBA season. Shuby, tell the people they can follow you out on social media. Great pitching event just happened, and we got a big bros who binge this weekend. Run it back's coming back soon. Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Shubert14. Uh, bros who binge will be back this week. Talking the Episode four of Falcon Winter Soldier with its crazy ending and all. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Invincible episode five. Yeah. Yeah, episode five. Uh, I don't think we have a movie. Um, Not yet. But, but I believe we're going to start our top 25 actresses list. So this list was super hard. Like the other list was easy. This one, I'm like not confident in. Like, well, let me just I, tell know. the listeners, I am not confident in my list right now at all. I've well, been watching so many movies that I never thought I would watch just to make sure I can be accurate about this list. That, that was the whole thing when I was telling you off here that I made that list of movies was mainly to watch movies that, with great actress performances that I never necessarily seen before, because it's not like, you know, there's great actress performance and shoot them up sci-fi movies, but they got to give women better roles, man. That's what I'm learning from this. They, they, yeah. I, see, I see what women are talking about. Hollywood's okay. doing them dirty. Okay. So I won't talk about who it was, but there's this actress and she is a Oscar winning actress. And she won an Oscar for a movie that I watched a 1974 movie. And she literally only had like five scenes and i was oh. like this i was like she won the oscar for like five scenes and like she was good but i mean like five scenes <laughs> yeah i know five scenes. Talking about. <laughs> yeah this is crazy who is it man tell us i want to know who is it who was it? oh uh, well I, I mean she's on the list so i can't oh, okay 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 okay, yeah. okay i'm gonna hold back then but yeah we're starting our new list this week loving it but uh yeah man if you guys follow us uh, on twitter bros who think make sure you subscribe to the youtube new podcast dropping on tuesday the never less than ill podcast episode one Justin Ivy, myself, and special guest Andreas Hale talking all about Little Brother. Make sure you check that out. It's going to have its own podcast feed, but if you want to watch the video, it will be on the Bros Who Think YouTube, so be sure to check that out. Other than that, a new One Piece review is out now, and um, Bros Who Binge, like Schubert said, on Thursday. No anime talk this week, so we'll let you know when the running back's coming out. But other than that, stay up to date for all the content by following us at Twitter. But that's all we got this week for Divine, for Doom, yeah. for Justin, for Schubert. My name is Lennon. You guys have a good one. We'll up? talk to you next Monday. Until hey, then, what up? peace. Yeah.
Chop a nigga down with this hoe, I feel like me hoe. Blue strip with hundreds, yeah, my pockets finna seawalk. Talking crazy out the side your heads and say you take it off. In traffic with the cutter, getting surgical, I feel like law. Youngins in your city never heard of you, you falling off. This rap shit don't work out okay, I got a plug on hard and soft. Nigga hit a hundred band jug and then went fuck it off. My dog wouldn't get no fucking money around me, had to cut him off. Rap niggas lines, grab the yabba and I slice a nigga. Julio on fire, they won't smoke, then I'm a lighter nigga. Heard he got that work, I pull up on him and retire a nigga. Walk a nigga down with this bitch, I'm Michael Myers. Nigga said he wanted beef, why you put up with some sliders, nigga? Yeah, Crystal Burger. You official price shooter, that's a toy burner. Keep your girl from rhyming unless you wanna bend over. It's turned upside down, bitches turned